MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Napa Auto Care 250. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the best in brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Sears Die Hard, America's most trusted battery. Sponsoring the Die Hard race fan. By 76 Products, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac. Wider is better. By True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR and garages everywhere. By First Union Corporation. Find them on the internet at www.firstunion.com. By First Brands, the makers of STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. And by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport. Drink it up. Starters is rolling from their positions on the front straightaway, beginning four pace laps before the start of today's Napa 500. Welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the 27th event of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season and the final one to be held on a short track, a speedway of less than a mile in length during this campaign. Glad to bring you live coverage on what is a very hot, steamy afternoon. Not a cloud in the sky. Temperatures believed to be approaching, uh, actually a little bit above the 90-degree mark anyway. And, uh, Barney, this racetrack is one that the drivers really work physically inside the race car. Not a lot of air moves because the speeds are down some. The air doesn't get inside the cars like it does at some of the bigger tracks. They are really in for a workout here over these next few hours. It'll be very physical for them all day long. Under best conditions at Martinsville, you stay very busy in that car. Trying to get through the corners, you're in traffic all day long. Put 43 cars on a half-mile racetrack, you're going to be running on somebody inside, outside, in front, and back all day long. Not going to be much relaxation here this afternoon. And after they get a couple of hundred laps under their belt and guys start really kind of pushing and shoving, things are going to get exciting. Martinsville Speedway, just a shade over a half mile around, 0.526 miles to be specific. So the 500 lap distance today will cover 263 miles. The racetrack kind of been described as a paper clip, long and thin. Very long straightaways for a half mile track, some 800 feet, 12 degrees of banking in the corners, not all that much. A very difficult place to maneuver around, especially in a heavy pack of traffic. Now let's bring in the sixth voice who'll call the action for MRN today. He's on the backside of the racetrack down in turn number three, Hampton, Virginia's Joe Moore. Joe, going to be a tough, exciting afternoon. Certainly is. You guys were talking about how physical it gets, and of course, this is where that part of the race comes into play. Coming into the corners, one of the drivers characterized it as running up on a stop sign, going 100 miles an hour. You've got to slow the car down from top speed, and then make a hard left-hand turn, try to keep your groove, stay off the curbing down on the inside of the racetrack, and still hold your place to get a good run up off the next corner. It gets pretty tough, and of course, as it gets hotter this afternoon, more rubber gets down on the track. It's going to get slicker as well. Should be pretty exciting watching the action off turn two and into turns three and four. That's where I'll cover the action here today at Martinsville Speedway. Michael Waltrip has brought the Sitco Ford for the Wood Brothers onto pit road on the back pits on the pace lap. Let's go to Marty Snyder. Well, we hope this is not an omen for the day, but Michael has already run into someone. The front grille uh, crushed in a little bit on the Sitco Ford, so uh, hopefully, like we said, not an omen for how the day is going to go, but Michael Waltrip has already got some, uh, a little bit of front end damage on his car. 
It's too bad. The uh, Wood Brothers thought they had a pretty good run in car based on yesterday afternoon's last practice when I spoke with uh, Eddie Wood earlier this morning. So we'll have to see. You know, that's going to be another thing to bring up here, Barney. We do see a lot of contact uh, bumper to bumper on these on this racetrack. And if you push that grill in today and damage that grill opening as warm as it is and as small as the grill openings on these cars are anyway, you could find yourself in an overheating engine situation very rapidly. Yeah, you're not going to have time to breathe the car here because, as we said a minute ago, you're in traffic all day long. And you don't have any time to get out there and clean air and really get the car cooled down. The big advantage for Jeff Gordon coming in here this weekend, 194 points over Mark Martin. He is starting up toward the front of the field, back in the second row. Mark's got to work his way out and get back up there and stay out of trouble at the same time. And you heard Jeff say that he just wants to get a good finish out of here today. Maybe he can win this thing, but he's got to be thinking points right now. 194 sounds like an insurmountable deal to catch. It's not. Not in this business. They're on a roll. We've documented that well here. Ten out of the last uh, 12 races, they finished first or second. But the other stat that keeps being thrown at them in discussion, them being Jeff Gordon and his team, is the fact that they've never won a race in October or November, and we're at that time of the year. It's not quite October 1st yet, but they've not had much success in the late portions of the year that they have had over the summer and spring months normally. So that's going to kind of be hanging over their head, knowing they don't have much pad on Mark Martin if they have some sort of a problem and at the same time their situation of not having enjoyed a lot of success in the past over the final months of his season all that kind of just hanging out there for them to be thinking about as they approach each race now it's got to be on their minds got to be on Jeff's minds got to be on Ray Evernham's and the entire team of the the latter part of the season every year for the last couple of years that they seem to get in a little bit of a slump. Pace car takes them over into turn number three getting ready to cut them loose here this afternoon as they come down to the line this first three or four laps is going to be very critical. Usually you try to get a position, get going if you can. They come off the corner, down to the line, and the green flag is on as they head down into turn number one. Quickly on the break, it is going to be Ernie Irvin leading him into the corner over in turn two. Pontiac shows the way. First time off turn two and down this long back straightaway, but they're stacked up behind him for the second spot. Ricky Rudd swings around to the outside of Jeff Gordon. He'll get the second position. It'll be Gordon sliding into third. Rich Bickle fourth and Jeff Green fifth. All those cars single file. Double wide for six now. It is uh, John Andretti making a move around the outside of Wally Dallenbach. Wally Dallenbach quickly falls to the inside of the racetrack. John Andretti does get by. Here's Dale Jarrett now trying to make his move. He steps to the high side. He, too, will swing by the Budweiser Chevrolet. You don't want to be caught in that outside groove because if you're out there going into the corner, every car that's underneath you is simply going to drive on by. Back to the line, Ernie Irvin leads Ricky Rudd back to turn one. Ten cars now single file. First one stepping out of line is Dennis Setzer, who climbs the banking, coming off turn number two in the first plus financial Ford. Now he continues that race side-by-side with Ted Musgrave, who's driving the Jasper engines Ford this afternoon. Racing for ninth and tenth spots, those two drivers are as they come off turn four. Farther back, contact. Dale Earnhardt has to jump on the brakes, gets a nip from Kevin LePage from behind. Everybody away okay. We remain under green. Ernie Irvin shows the way off turn two, running down And now trouble in turn one. Mike Bliss nips the back of Darrell Walter. Waltrip's car. Waltrip goes for a spin in the middle of the pack. He's sitting backwards on the track up in turn two. Everybody swings around to the outside. Rick Mast barely got by. Jimmy Spencer dove to the inside. Everyone clears Daryl's Tabasco machine, and now he refires it in turn number two and heads on down the back straightaway. Daryl broadslides the car around immediately, but caution has come onto the racetrack. It will be the first one this afternoon for the field. Again, it happened over in turns one and two. Back to Joe Moore. Daryl's got a little bit of damage to the rear of the Tabasco Chevrolet as he passes us here. The left rear looks 
like a bit of sheet metal is peeled away from that, but no significant damage done to the car. A little nip from behind from Mike Bliss, turning Darrell Waltrip around down in turns one and two and bringing out the first caution of the Napa 500 just four laps into the race. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four in Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Pit stops by Rusty Wallace and Bobby Hamilton under the caution. Both hoods up on their machines. We'll follow up on that shortly. First, we're set for the restart as the field comes off turn four. Single file restart. Ernie Irvin brings him down to the line. Green flag goes in the air, and they're off to turn number one. Ricky Rudd follows in right behind him. Jeff Gordon, single file. They race to two. Ernie Irvin shows the way up off turn number two. All the cars hugging the inside lane of the racetrack. Only Dale Jarrett steps out wide. He's trying to get by John Andretti. They're dead even at the end of the back straightaway, racing for the sixth spot. Jarrett to the outside, Andretti to the inside. Andretti holds the spot as they come to the stripe, but Jarrett with a pretty good run down the front stretch. Looks like he'll be able to stay outside of John in turn one. Andretti's got the inside line and the advantage this time. Cut him off the corner. He will swing around and take the spot from Dale Jarrett. Wally Dallenbach dropped to the inside. He, too, tried to make a move, but quickly had to get back in line. Dale figured he can't stay out there in that outside line too long. If he can't make the move, just tuck back in single file and kind of ride for a moment. As they work their way over to turns one and two, it's Ernie Irvin in the lead. Ricky Rudd rides second. Rudd's putting out a bid right now for the lead. Got a fender alongside out of turn number two. Couldn't do anything with him. They go back to turn three. Got a good run down to the inside of Ernie Irvin. Still not able to pull even with him. And that race continues for the lead off four. Right front tire on Rudd as far up as Irvin's left rear tire off the corner, but Ernie able to pull back down in front of him on the straightaway. Ernie holds him off. Let's see if he can keep the car down at the bottom side of the racetrack. That's what gave Rudd the advantage last time. And yeah, this time Irvin's able to nail it down to the bottom groove, so Rudd follows him this time through three and four. Ricky just wanted to give it a shot, thought maybe he could get around. Now he settles back in in second place, and for the moment I think he'll be content to stay there. Meanwhile, Rusty Wallace is still on pit road. Let's get an update. Well, very unusual thing, Barney. There was no water in the radiator. It has run out. They're changing the radiator on Rusty Wallace's board. He's had 10 top 10 in the last 11 races. That definitely in jeopardy. You mentioned the Kodak Chevrolet on pit road. Bobby Hamilton had a plug wire off on that car. They got it hit. 
tight, but I think he'll be okay. Hamilton did stay on the lead lap after several uh, three pit stops to be specific under that caution flag. Rusty Wallace right now is seven laps and counting down to the race leader. Jimmy Spencer and Derek Cope also stopped under the caution flag, both back on the track and on the lead lap, and Ricky Rudd still after the lead on Ernie Irvin, looking inside and outside, but has not yet been able to find a way around. Rudd seems to think his best chance will be right down at the inside of the track, coming off turn two. That's where Irvin goes wide, and here's Rudd making his bid the best yet. He's up alongside Irvin, and Rudd goes to the front off turn four. Ricky made the car stick down the back straightaway, got position on Ernie going into the corner and took the spot away. Now he's got his hands full just hanging on to second place off turn two. It is Jeff Gordon this time, the man of the move. He grabs the inside lane of the racetrack, and Irvin struggles to stay up alongside Gordon. Irvin makes contact just barely as he tries to come down the racetrack. Here's Gordon again after him off four. They bounce off each other in turn four as Ernie tried to pinch Jeff down low. Gordon will get second. Rich Bickle and John Andretti will now shuffle Ernie Irvin to the outside. Ernie Irvin's got to quickly pull back down to the inside lane of the racetrack before all the rest of this traffic comes along, and he does finally settling in line in the fifth position behind John Andretti. Boy, it didn't take long to make a little contact here at Martinsville. We'll see a lot of that before the day is over. The leader is Ricky Rudd. He has an advantage now of four car lengths. Scrambled for second place as they get down to turn one. Rich Bickle has Cale Yarborough's forward on the roll down to the inside of the racetrack. He gets by Jeff Gordon on the back straightaway. No, here comes Gordon challenging back at race side-by-side entering turn three. For the runner-up position, those two drivers going door-to-door. Bickle will run Gordon up the hill a little bit in three and four and come out with the second spot. And now John Andretti jumps down into the inside lane, fills the position up under Gordon. Andretti's got his Pontiac hooked up on the inside of the racetrack and Jeff Gordon in the same situation that we saw a few moments ago for Ernie Irvin. He's trapped on the outside lane. Here's Andretti getting by and Ernie Irvin comes back to call. Little knock on the side of Gordon's car. He'll go by and there goes Dale Jarrett too. Yeah, they touched a little bit coming through three and four and this time Jeff Gordon is going backwards. Now he's caught in that outside groove, Joe, and he can't get back down to the inside. That means they're going to drive underneath him. No chance for a while also, Barney, because they're stacked up nose to tail all the way back to the end of the field. Here's Jeff Green on the move. He now takes the spot underneath Jeff Gordon. They're all hooked up, and he's going to have to pray for a way to get back in. Got about a good solid dozen car line trying to make the run up to the inside. Jeff Green still up underneath Jeff Gordon. Wally Dallin back trying to fill the next spot in line. Gordon looks for a chance to pull back down. Knows he can't push this issue very much. Here he comes now, finally slinging down in front of Wally Dallin back. Into turn number three, he'll finally find his place on the inside groove. Yeah, this is where Jeff Gordon is so good. He just kind of settles down, doesn't panic out there. He lost about five or six spots, but then he finally gets himself back in line, shouldn't lose anymore. The battle now is going to be for second. John Andretti, the man on the move, trying to get by the car of Rich Bickle. That's going on about seven car lengths behind race leader Ricky Rudd. Andretti peeking inside as Bickle slides up a couple of feet off the curbing that's on the inside of the bottom of the corners here at Martinsville. Not quite enough room to force the car in there, but still enough to be tempting. John Andretti there, knocking on the door, looking for a chance to get by Rich Bickle. Not wanting Ricky Rudd to get too far away, and he is driving off. Further back, Sterling Marlin on the move. He sees an opening to the inside of Wally Dallenbach. Opens a lane there for himself and for Ted Musgrave. And Sterling will move up a couple of spots, get himself a little bit closer to the front as they cross the line. 23 laps are in the record book here at Martinsville. This is for you, my darling. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. 
Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Uh-huh. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. Back at Martinsville Speedway, continuing under the green flag, Ricky Rudd holding the top spot in this Napa 500 over Rich Bickle, John Andretti, Ernie Irvin, and Dale Jarrett. Those are the top five. They have just caught the tail end of the field and put Dave Marcus one lap down. He will be the first car to fall behind. Now, two machines with some troubles early in the going. We'll update those after we pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. The Napa 500 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series live from Martinsville, Virginia on Motor Racing Network. 32 laps are complete in the race. One of the pre-race favorites, Rusty Wallace, is back on the track after losing 18 laps for repairs on pit road. A further follow-up on that from Winston Kelly. Well, Alan, a very freak situation that caused a, a fitting to break off of the radiator. Some type of barnacle, some type of debris went through the windscreen on the front of the car and it went through the radiator, also broke off a fitting that's on the radiator caused all the water to drain out, so they had to bring him in, change the radiator, so that probably cost Rusty Wallace a chance for a seventh win here at Martinsville. Really a tough break for Rusty. They want to win a race so badly, having not gone to victory lane, as we said, in 1998. They've run good. They've been close many, many times. Just hasn't fell their way. And it looks like Lady Luck has befallen him again here this afternoon at Martinsville. For Ricky Rudd, he continues to set a blistering pace here at Martinsville. He's going to be catching the tail end of the field again. He's already moved around Dave Marcus. The next car he catch will be Derek Cope. And then once he gets around Derek Cope, there's a pack of about four or five cars directly ahead. He is pulled away now by about a quarter of a straightaway on the second and third place cars. But there's some good action going on from second on back over in turn two. Rich Bickle, the second place man, real busy trying to hang on to that spot because John Andretti is following him around here, just, just mirroring him in each one of the corners. They can't seem to shake Ernie Irvin back in the fourth position, and Dale Jarrett staying right with them as they pick their way through traffic. Man on the move early is Jeff Burton, who started back in 16th position and is picking off about one car uh, every four or five laps here. He's up now to the number eight spot. Meantime, Dick Trickle's machine is on the back pits. The hood is up, and he is going several laps down. Marty Snyder. Something we'll hear a lot about at Martinsville today. Dick Trickle has no brakes. A little early to see this, though. They are trying to fill up the master cylinder to make sure there's plenty of brake fluid in there, but the focus right now seems to be the right front caliper, but Dick Trickle pulled it in the pits, no brakes, losing tons of time here on the back pits. And the leader, Ricky Rudd, has just gone around Jimmy Spencer. He will now be catching Derek Cope and Darrell Waltrip when he comes off turn number four and back into the front straightaway and works his way back into turn number one. Field's still a little bit strung out as far as the lead, but from third place on back, actually third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, pretty good battle over in turn two. So you got John Andretti trying to get by the Rich Bickle car. That's an ongoing battle. Here's Andretti ready now. It is Pontiac jumping down to the inside of Bickle's Ford, trying to squeeze between Bickle and the curbing. They make some contact off turn four. Bickle is running wide into the corners but then pinching down to the bottom of the racetrack and John Andretti wants that room so he used a little bit of a nudge by the front bumper to Bickle to let him know he was there in three. Now he goes after him in two. Finally shoves that Pontiac down to the inside, gets the groove he wants and he flashes by 
John Andretti moves up to the second spot. John putting the moves on, working that traffic, getting on through now, wants to chase Ricky Rudd down. If he can, Ricky's going to be held up for the moment, Joe Moore, because there's about six cars directly ahead. There's a bit of traffic ahead for Ricky Rudd, and you better believe that Andretti sees that and knows this will be a chance to make up a lot of real estate. Here's Rudd now, diving into turn three, falling in behind Derek Cope and Darrell Waltrip. Then Michael Waltrip, Rick Mast, and Kevin LePage all just in front of race leader Ricky Rudd. 41 laps complete. He works that traffic while behind him, here's Sterling Marlin putting a little pressure on Jeff Gordon. And Jeff Burton is there also. These drivers racing for the seventh and sixth spots. Both cars having to go wide because they have approached the slower car of Dave Marcus. So they both have to take the high lane. Let's see what happens in turn three. Gordon goes low. Marlin looks to the high side of him but sees it's not going to work. He'll fall back in line. Sterling's had some good runs here at Martinsville in the last couple of years. This seems to be one of his favorite racetracks. He gets around here extremely well. He continues to work on Jeff Gordon off turn two. Give him a little push once again. Coming up off turn number two. Marlin wants Jeff to know he's there and is anxious to get by. But for now, can't make the move to the outside. He's going to try to squeeze to the inside. Hope the opening will come soon. Leader Ricky Rudd boxed in behind lap cars, racing double wide in front of him in turn two. Darrell Waltrip there. Derek Cope to the outside. Three wide as Rudd takes it all the way to the bottom of the racetrack off turn number two. Now plants his Ford in between Cope and DW. Tell you what, give a call to Derek Cope now. He has really been manhandling that car to keep himself on the lead lap. Ricky Rudd had him chased down a couple of times, and so far, Derek has managed to stay ahead. They're back in two. Here they come again working their way through the heavy traffic run still having to clear the Derek Cope car hasn't quite accomplished that as of yet meanwhile John Andretti very busy he's got Darrell Waltrip and the car of Jimmy Spencer directly in front of him here's Dale Jarrett jumping to the outside of Ernie Irvin to try and get fourth spot away in turns three and four Ernie sees him coming gives him a little running room up high on the straightaway and DJ pulls alongside of Irvin into one gotta have a real good handling car to be able to make the move on the outside and that appears obvious for Dale Jarrett he swings around to the outside of Ernie Irvin grabs the fourth position at the end of the back straightaway. It's about the third time as early as we are in the race that we've already seen Dale Jarrett make moves around the outside. Indeed, that car is hooked up real well. Now Sterling Marlin will get around Jeff Gordon as they work their way back into one. Gordon settles in line just behind him as Jeff Burton, who we mentioned a little earlier, is charging up through the field. Gordon better look out. He's got another attacker coming. Jeff Burton right up on his bumper into turn three. Burton now running with Gordon and Marlin, Ernie Irvin and Dale Jarrett in a lot of heavy traffic off of turn four. It's still Ricky Rudd, the leader, over John Andretti, and then Bickle on down. Those drivers we mentioned a second ago. 47 of 500 laps complete, still very early at Martinsville. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Ricky Rudd and John Andretti are the top two early in the Napa 500 at Martinsville, separated by just a couple of car lengths of racetrack. Then it's a couple of seconds back to a nose-to-tail race for third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh between Rich Bickle, Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, Ernie Irvin, 
and Jeff Gordon. Jeff Burton is right behind them in eighth. Jeff Green and Ted Musgrave round out the top ten. And that is the way the field stands at 55 laps complete. Let's look a little bit deeper down now. It is a Wally Dallenbeck in 11th. Brett Bodine 12th. Ken Schrader 13th. 14th is Todd Bodine and Bill Elliott is 15th. 16th is Mark Martin. Joe Nemechek is 17th. Bobby Labonte 18th. Kenny Wallace is 19th. And Ward Burton rounds out the top 20. Mark's lost a couple of positions since they started the race here earlier this afternoon, just kind of pacing himself for the moment. But meanwhile, Ricky Rudd's been caught up in all that traffic, hasn't been able to lap that many cars. He did get around Derek Cope, and he has gone around Jerry Nadeau. The next car he will set his sights on as they work down into the corner should be Rick Mast over in turn two. Ricky Rudd approaches the Rick Mast car coming off turn two, looks back and realizes that his pursuer is right there, John Andretti, within a couple of car lengths. So Rudd's got to be careful as he continues to pick his way through traffic. Rick Mast running in 35th position. Last car on the lead lap as Ricky Rudd begins to close on him and try and find a way up and around. For now, Mast trying to protect the bottom in one. Ricky Rudd, of course, trying to take that bottom groove away from Rick Mast. Finally, he does get the tied forward planted there on the inside lane. Pulls up alongside Rick Mast here in turn three and begins the pass. Ricky driving a good race in the early going, not pressing the issue. He got in that lap traffic and just played it cool until he got an opening to knock a car off or two and move on up through the field. He continues to do so. Meanwhile, back at third place, there's about five cars stacked up in that little scramble over in turn two. Rich Bickle, the third place man, right behind him, Dale Jarrett riding in fourth. They were held up for a good while by some slower traffic. They've now cleared some of that, so they start racing among themselves. Of course, with Sterling Marlin, Ernie Irvin, and Jeff Gordon also in that mix. Those drivers flare up off turn four, shuffle across the start-finish line, and stay single file. They're free of a little bit of lap traffic now. Let's see if Jarrett's able to do anything with Bickle. Jarrett works his way up off turn number two, and down the back straight away. Looks down to the inside for a chance to get by. Instead, he'll tuck back in line single file. Dale's had about the only car that we have observed here in the early going at Martinsville this afternoon. has been able to do anything around the outside. But so far, with Rich Bickle, he's tried to put the move on the inside. Now Sterling Marlin gets in there, and it becomes very tight among those three cars. They're off turn two. Racing for the third and the fourth position. Here's Sterling Marlin stepping out of line, going for fourth. He swept to the inside of Dale Jarrett as if Dale didn't see him coming, and Marlin gains another position. So moves Sterling Marlin up. There's a team that's been running well here in uh, recent times, their performance having picked up considerably from earlier in the season. Did you know, and I don't want to jinx him here, I'll knock on wood as I say this, but Sterling Marlin has finished every race this year. No DNFs for that team yet, and they're all going to be looking for me if today should turn out to be one. Well, I don't think he'll have any problem here this afternoon. As we said earlier, this has been a good racetrack for Sterling Marlin in, in recent years. He's had some good runs, good finishes here, just uh, hasn't been able to get it to victory lane. He works on Rich Bickle again, this time out of turn number two, down the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett, for the moment, backed off a couple of car lengths. As the leader, Ricky Rudd is hung up right now. In fact, Ricky's lost the lead. John Andretti got the nose up under him off turn two and up the back straightaway, Joe Moore, and found a way to make the move. Used a little bit of the traffic to his advantage. Ricky got pinned behind several lap cars. Andretti has stuck the nose of his Pontiac down on the inside. Ricky had no place to go, so Andretti goes out front. So John Andretti becomes the third different driver to lead this Napa 500 in its early going, putting Ricky Rudd back now to second spot. Then it's a long way, almost the distance of the front stretch, back to third place Rich Bickle, fourth place Sterling Marlin, and fifth place Dale Jarrett. John Graham, the president of Daytona International Speedway, has stepped into the booth, spending the day with us here at Martinsville. John, counting down the weeks till the Pepsi 400 at Daytona. I trust everything is, well, you had everything ready in July. I trust everything is still ready for us now in October. 
It is indeed, Alan, and thanks to the great support of NASCAR fans, the Pepsi 400 on October 17th is a complete grandstand sellout. However, fans can still come and purchase infield tickets on the day of the race, and we also have some qualifying tickets still left for October 15th. What I'd like to share with fans today, the the question I get asked most is, how can someone get tickets to the Daytona 500? Well, we have some new construction going in that will be completed in January of 99, and as a result of that, we do have some new tower tickets available to the Daytona 500 in 1999 that we're selling along with fan hospitality packages that include pre-race pit tours. Fans, if they're interested, can call 904-947-6475. We're open today. We're open 9 to 9, 7 days a week. That number again is 904-947-6475. And Alan and Barney, as a result of the new construction, we also have some general grandstand seats that will be available for the 1999 Uh, Daytona 500, still a few of those left. That's a different number. That's area 904-253-RACE. Again, 904-253-7223. It's amazing to me how you still got another race to run, but as as a race operator here in the 1990s, you have to be thinking that much farther ahead. Well, thanks again to the great support of NASCAR fans. That race is sold out. But the one in February, which is traditionally a sellout long in advance, the new construction has made some seats available, and we knew fans would want to know about it. Uh, It seems the more we build, the more fans come, and I can't tell you how grateful we are to the fans. They're the greatest sports fans in the world. All right, John, we'll see you in a few weeks, and uh, look forward to February as well. Nice as always to be with you. See you in October. Thank you, John. John Graham, president of Daytona International Speedway, the Pepsi 400, coming up in uh, the middle of October. Right now, John Andretti continues to lead Ricky Rudd. They're having a pretty good dogfight for the top spot out there on the racetrack barn. Andretti's not been able to get away from Rudd very much. Yeah, they've both been having to kind of get through some of the traffic. Some of those cars are lapped down. Some are not a lap down, but they've been very close together in a couple of times. Uh, Ricky tried to box in John over there one time and get a move on him, wasn't able to do it. And Reddy's car hooked up real well here this afternoon. He's been able to pin it right to the bottom of the racetrack. They're both getting through traffic very well, and in doing so, they put a lot of distance on the third-place car right now. Kevin LePage has gone a lap down. Derek Cope has been overtaken by the leader. Dale Earnhardt, Jeremy Mayfield, and now Jerry Nadeau all put a lap down by John Andretti and Ricky Rudd. They are the top two at lap 73 of the Napa 500. Continuing under the green flag in the Napa 500 at Martinsville. New fifth place car, Jeff Gordon, has made a move around Dale Jarrett. So Gordon moves up to the number five position, kicking Jarrett back to sixth. All this going on behind John Andretti, who has extended his advantage over Ricky Rudd just a little bit. Work their way through three and four right now, watching the scramble going on between Jeff Gordon and Rich Bickle as they work to the line. It's a dead heat in the turn number one. Let's see who wins the race off into the corner. Racing for the fourth position there, and Jeff Gordon has the favored inside groove first 80 laps or so of this race he just could not get the car to go anywhere and now i'm not quite sure if it's the fact his car is hooked up better or the other cars are starting to fade but now gordon's coming back to the front he's up to fourth 
So Jeff Gordon takes that spot away from Rich Bickle. Leader John Andretti has caught a big pack of traffic in the backstretch. Works to the outside of Mike Bliss. Falls in behind Jeff Bodine. And yeah, there's about six or seven cars directly ahead. He's going to have to thread his way through. Some of those are running side by side. So John, I don't think, has the inclination to maybe make it three wide. He follows that big pack of traffic over into turn two. Jeff Bodine goes to the inside of Terry Labonte. This is just in front of John Andretti. Let's see which way he will go. He looks for a moment to follow Bodine. Thinks better of it. Takes the high line and follows Labonte to the outside. As mentioned, Kyle Petty has been overtaken by the race leaders and put a lap down. Chad Little has also gone a lap down. And now the leader working on the 27th place car, Jeff Bodine, trying to overtake him. Work on the high side of the racetrack off turn number two. Again, that's where Bodine goes. So Andretti figures this is going to be the way to make the move. He'll swing around and bypass Dave Marcus, fall back in line on the inside of the track off four. Now there's some really good race cars, good strong race teams running directly ahead of the leader that certainly want to stay on the tail end of the lead lap, maybe get on the pit road, make an adjustment on the car. You don't want to go a lap down here at Martinsville. Sometimes it's awfully hard to get it back, but Jeff Bodine's about to lose one off turn two. He's working hard, Barney, working hard to stay on the tail end of the lead lap, but to no avail. Here comes the STP Pontiac jumping to the inside of the racetrack. He'll put Jeff Bodine down a lap. So Bodine falls a lap in arrears to the leader. Farther back, good race for position between Rich Bickle and Dale Jarrett. Bickle in fifth. Jarrett trying to get the spot from him. Ernie Irvin tucked right behind, looking to see which lane's going to open up. They're in one. Bickle realizes he needs to keep that forward hugging the inside of the racetrack. That's where these guys are going to try to get by. Although we have seen DJ go around on the outside earlier today going into turn number three. They all hug the inside lane, so nobody makes a bid for the move this time. That is for fifth position. Rich Bickle holds on to it. Six right now is Dale Jarrett. Ernie Irvin is in seventh place. And moving up on all that whole crowd of traffic over there, here comes Jeff Burton. He is really slicing through traffic and has all day. Joe Moore has got a good handling race car, too. Burton very well hooked up in the stage of the race, but again, he's a good ways back. Still has some traffic to pick his way through. Right now, he's working on Ernie Irvin, working the way off turn four. Let's update a couple of stories. Jeremy Mayfield was on pit road under the green flag a minute ago while we were away in a commercial break. He's running in 41st spot now, three laps down to the race leader. Marty Snyder has an update. It's been a tough day for these guys. First of all, the car started running hot very early on in the race, which is not good considering the heat of this day. Also, Jeremy felt like he had a tire going flat that last run, so they came in, changed four tires. No tires were flat. The car was just extremely loose. They did make one adjustment to try to tighten up Jeremy Mayfield. Mark Martin's riding along back there in 11th position. I believe Winston Kelly is in his pit. Yes, Barney started 13, kind of been holding his own, running up in the 11th position now. But the car not to his liking is tight, meaning it wants to steer up the racetrack. Jimmy Finning and the crew talking about changing the air pressure on the left side of the car when they come in on that first pit stop. He just wants to stay on the lead lap and make that chassis adjustment when they come in. Dick Trickle is back on the track after 37 laps spent on pit road repairing brakes that we documented a little bit earlier, but he is back into the event. And a couple of drivers who've moved up well in the early going. Let's tip the cap to Brett Bodine, who's running in the ninth spot now. The Paychex car solidly in the top 10 here after 91 laps. And Kenny Wallace started back in the 26th position, and he has the square D machine up to 16th, so he's picked up a number of positions after the uh, drop of the green, and also Bobby Hamilton, Barney, was on pit road three different times on a caution, the caution for a Darrell Waltrip spin back at lap five, had a plug wire off, he came out 43rd at at that time, Bobby Hamilton is back up to 21st position, he's on the lead lap, 
for the moment. Yeah, you're doing a good job here this afternoon. Just a minute ago, Joe Moore, uh, coming off turn number two over there, it looked like Todd Bodine got scrubbed into that outside wall. Yeah, it was a close call for race leader John Andretti. He was just behind Todd Bodine and Kenny Irwin. They banged together coming off turn two, nearly crossed the two cars up. Andretti had to make an evasive move to get by. Then, about a lap later, same situation. Andretti behind two cars he was trying to overtake. This time, again, it was Kenny Irwin and Terry Labonte. They made contact coming off turn number four. Again, Andretti had to jump down to the inside of the racetrack, but he survived two big bullets already. Irwin has gone a lap down. Terry Labonte is right in front of John Andretti. And in all the traffic, Sterling Marlin has run Ricky Rudd down for the second spot. Marlin with a good run going here in the early laps at Martin. Right on the tail of the second place car, trying to overtake Rudd in traffic if he can. They're all following the lap cars of Kenny Irwin, Jeff Bodine, also just ahead of Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin. Marlin says, to heck with that, I'm going after him. He'll dive to the inside in turn three, but he's found the flick roll in front of him in the form of Jeff Bodine's Ford. Now it's a dead heat off turn number four for the lead between Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin, but there's a couple of cars directly ahead that are also door-to-door. Something's got to give on that pack. They're over in turn two. Jeff Bodine and Michael Waltrip stacked up double wide, so Sterling has no place to go. Finally, they'll get back in line, single file to the outside. So the inside is open for Sterling Marlin. He makes the move by Ricky Rudd. And picks up the second position off of turn number four as they come to the stripe to complete lap number 97. John Andretti leads. Sterling Marlin is second. Ricky Rudd is third. Jeff Gordon fourth and Dale Jarrett fifth. Rich Bickle is sixth. Ernie Irvin seventh. Jeff Burton eighth. Brett Bodine ninth and Wally Dallenback tenth. Eleventh is Mark Martin. Ted Musgrave is twelfth. Jeff Green thirteenth. Bill Elliott fourteenth and Bobby Labonte fifteenth. Ken Schrader is sixteenth. Kenny Wallace seventeenth. Joe Nemechek eighteenth. Ward Burton nineteenth and Bobby Hamilton twentieth. Johnny Benson is twenty-first. Mike Skinner twenty-second and Terry Labonte is the last driver on the lead lap in 23rd position. 24th is Kenny Irwin. Jeff Bodine is 25th. Mike Bliss, 26th. Dale Earnhardt, 27th. 28th is Derek Cope. Todd Bodine, 29th. And Chad Little, 30th. Jerry Nadeau is 31st. Rick Mast is 32nd. Darrell Waltrip is 33rd. Kyle Petty is 34th. And Dennis Setzer is 35th, followed by Jimmy Spencer, Michael Waltrip, Kevin LePage, Dave Marcus, and Jeremy Mayfield, Rusty Wallace, and Dick Trickle back on the track after time on Pit Road for repairs earlier. Ah, Frank, this summer's going to be fun. Why is that? Because I rented a summer branch. Summer branch. I'm going to stock the fridge with Budweiser, invite the iguana girls over, turn up the radio. What's that? Boom, 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 boom. Where's that coming from? Club Louie. This is going to be fun. Hey, hey, Chicky Boom Boom over there. What's happened, dude? What are you doing? I'm sorry. I carried away. I'm still the same old Louis. Yeah, well, I hope so. However, I would like you to start calling me Louis. No, I'm not going to do that. Louis XIV? No. The lizard formerly known as Louis? Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Ever since Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse joined NASCAR, do-it-yourselfers across America have been following their lead. Honey, the garbage disposal is broken. Great! Just like the Team Lowe's pit crew, I spring into action. As part of the Lowe's team, I've been trained to fix any problem. Hand me the wrench, dear. Wrench? One more bolt. And she's away! Thanks, honey. Look for Mike Skinner driving the Team Lowe's number 31 Chevy Monte Carlo. Lowe's, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. John Andretti with about a five-car length lead on Sterling Marlin at lap 102 here in Martinsville. Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett make up the top five. Only one caution thus far in the event for a single-car spin back at lap number four. From the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. 
Back at Martinsville, we're under the caution, and the leader is in trouble. John Andretti is on pit road after something went wrong, and he has done some pretty good damage to the right side of his car. Let's cover the Andretti stop. The right front tire is flat. Things were going so good for John Andretti. The car was working perfect all at once. He's into the wall. It certainly has some suspension damage on the right front. Here comes Sterling Marlin. He's now the leader. They're in the pits changing right side tires. Ricky Rudd comes in. Here comes Jeff Gordon in the pits. Ernie Irvin's coming down the pit lane. Rich Bickle, Brent Bodine. Here comes Wally Dolan back down the pit lane. Ted Musgrave is in. Here's Jeff Green in. It's going to be four tires for Sterling Marlin, the leader. And there's a host of cars in front of Winston Kelly. Dale Jarrett's crew already working on the left side of the car. They're going to make a slight air pressure adjustment. He's down and away. Easily the first to be gone. Down pit road behind him, Mark Martin on pit road. Ward Burton, Jeff Burton, the first down and away. He gets out equally with Mark Martin. Kenny Trader down and away. A traffic jam. Bobby Hamilton nudges out in front of Bobby Labonte. Then Joe Nemechek, Bill Elliott, and Burton now pulls away. Back to Marty Snyder. Kenny Wallace is in. Their car running very well. Just a little bit loose. Terry Labonte also in. Labonte has pancaked the left side of the Kellogg Chevrolet. Kyle Petty also in. His car a little bit loose. Steve Park in as well. They're having a great run for Steve Park. He didn't run here in the spring, but he's running great today. Their car a little bit loose also for Steve Park. Outstanding pit work for Sterling Marlin, and the team will put him back onto the racetrack and should give him the lead, I believe. And Coming out right behind him would have been Jeff Gordon, followed by Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, and Ernie Irvin. Those were the the quick five off the pit road. So a bad break for John Andretti while leading the race. Has a problem, some damage to his car. Andretti at this point is back in 35th position. And we're going to have to check and see if he stayed on the lead lap, but I don't believe he did. I believe he's gone a lap behind the race leader. So tough luck for John. Maybe the winner of the Goodies Headache Award that the members of the media covering today's race will vote at the end of the afternoon. $2,500 to the driver suffering the hardest luck during the running of or preparation for the race. The money from Goodies, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Jim Phillips, i got a feeling a lot of these guys welcome this caution flag. We're watching a lot of cars kind of skating all over that racetrack, slipping and sliding out there, I guess the way to put it. Yes, I uh, talked to Ray Everham for the race uh, party, and he told me that the, the thing is more greasy than normal here because of this heat. He said he checked the rubber that came off of his car yesterday, and it was a lot more greasy and slick than usual here at Martinsville, Virginia. So a lot of these guys, like Ernie Irvin, they said they were just trying to check out the, what the first run was going to be about so they know how to make adjustments. The same for Jeff Gordon, the same for a lot of these teams. This first 50 or 60 laps was a, a big question mark in a lot of these teams, and now they've, they've had time to think about it and figure out what chassis they're going to need for the second 100 laps. And John Andretti's hard luck continues. If he had been able to stay on the lead lap, which we were checking out a minute ago, it's all for naught now because he is on the hood now, on the, on the pit road with the hood up now. <laughs> and uh, he has gone at least one more lap down with uh, probably the toe-in knocked out of line pretty good on that car and uh, some work to be done there. So uh, Andretti in trouble while leading at lap number 105 will drop him from contention to win today's race. Winston Kelly is looking on there, Winston. Yeah, they're going to go to work on the sway bar on the car. They feel like they've got some frame problems on the right front of the car. So it looks like they're going to be here quite a while. Robbie Loomis and the boys still up underneath the car. So a lot of damage, but it does look like they're going to try to change the sway bar on the car. And how many times have we said this year, Alan, it seems like the better you run if you're going to have trouble when you're out there in the lead or running up in the top five, a chance to win if something's going to happen. Seems like that's the day it comes by and bites you. Tough, tough luck there for John Andretti. 
and the STP team. Today's broadcast of the Napa 500 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Martinsville Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Marty Snyder, I've noticed uh, a couple of cars have been in at least twice, and I believe Jeremy Mayfield may have been on pit road about two or three times over in front of you. Has he got some kind of problem that we need to know about? Yeah, the problems continue, Barney, for Mayfield, and the fact that they are overheating still, not a good thing considering this day is very hot. Mike Skinner has also made a couple of stops. Kenny Wallace's team did some great pit work. I think they gained him four or five spots on the racetrack. Kyle Petty had to come in. He came in twice. First time he came in, he only changed right side tires. The second time, he only changed left side tires. Then he had to come in for a penalty, which he was held for a lap. So uh, now, right now, Bobby Kennedy, the crew chief for Kyle Petty, discussing with NASCAR officials about the penalty. And again, Jeremy Mayfield comes in. This time, the team will change right side tires. Remember, they pitted a little earlier on lap 80 to try to fix that overheating problem. Was it actually a penal- penalty that Kyle Petty was assessed? He did not beat the stop-and-go paddle at the end of pit road, so when he ran that stop sign, he basically gained a lap on the field that he shouldn't have, so they brought him back in to kind of put him back in line where he needed to be. Field going to get the signal one lap, and we'll go racing when they come to the stripe this time. Motor Racing Network off next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, along with the NASCAR Bush Series, racing at the Charlotte Motor Speedway next Saturday and Sunday. We'll pick up the action in a couple of weeks at the Talladega Super Speedway for Winston 500 weekend, Friday, October 9th. Bud Pole qualifying at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then October the 11th, a couple of weeks from today, it is the Winston 500 from the world's fastest speedway at 12.45 Eastern time. The next round of the Winston Noble 5 and Motor Racing Network to have all the coverage for you live. October the 17th, it's the Pepsi 400 at Daytona International Speedway. The same day, earlier in the afternoon, the CarQuest 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series from Gateway International Raceway near St. Louis, also live on MRN Radio. The end of the month of October will be at Phoenix International Raceway for the Duraloop 500 by Kmart on October 25th, and then start the month of November in Rockingham, North Carolina for the AC Delco 400 on November the 1st. Ticket offices at all of those speedways open for you now. Green flag about to fly on the field as they go back to turn one. 24 cars are still on the lead lap, and they get down to it in a hurry down in turn one. Sterling Marlin takes off like he's in a rocket ship. Gets about three car lengths in front of Jeff Gordon. Gordon held up for a few moments, trying to deal with lap traffic. Now Gordon breaks way. Here comes Dale Jarrett. He goes to the outside of Ricky Rudd. They're side by side for third. Jarrett trying to get that spot away from Rudd off of turn number four at the stripe. Jarrett by a fender. Rudd, though, still with that preferred inside line into the corner. Ricky drives it in deep going into turn number one working on Jarrett also working on the car directly ahead which is Jeff Gordon Gordon goes to the outside of the racetrack Rudd bypasses Jarrett now goes after Rudd Ricky just drove the car right in underneath Dale Jarrett that time knowing how strong he had been on the outside Ricky made a determined effort to keep him out there now Rudd's going after second place down in turn one Jeff Gordon doesn't come down the racetrack to block the inside groove in time and so Ricky Rudd's on the move the race for second dead even halfway down the back straight away Ricky Rudd with the momentum going into turn three slides up a little bit off the bottom of the corner almost some contact between them but they get away clean Rudd by a nose as they come to the stripe Gordon's going to have to fall in line behind him if he can Jarrett's trying to fill that hole Dale Jarrett pulls right up on the back bumper of Ricky Rudd he's got the inside groove that gives him the lane underneath Jeff Gordon so this is a race for third behind Ricky Rudd it's Jarrett underneath Gordon 
while all that thrashing's going on back there. It has allowed Sterling Marlin to open up a distance of maybe five or six car lengths on Ricky Rudd. Scramble still a good one, back for third place. Side by side with Dale Jarrett, still hugging the inside of the racetrack, and Jeff Gordon on the outside lane. Here they come, down the back straightaway. Ernie Irvin just behind him. Jarrett finally squeezes by to pick off third. Gordon falls in line in fourth, just ahead of Ernie Irvin. Irvin running in fifth, then in sixth. It'll be Wally Dallin back, Rich Bickle in seventh, Jeff Burton in eighth, Mark Martin up to ninth now, and Brett Bodine holds down the tenth position, field off two. Here they come down the back straight away. Sterling Marlin still with about a five-car length lead. Now that Ricky Rudd's got out of all the traffic, let's see if he can chase down Marlin Chevy. He's cut about five car lengths off what Sterling Marlin had a couple of laps ago. Runs him back into turn number one. Let's see if he can catch him over in turn two. Ricky Rudd closes in a little bit, maybe down to about a four-car length margin. He's going to have to worry, though, about Dale Jarrett. About five car lengths back now, but Jarrett's cleared traffic as well. Now he starts chasing down Ricky Rudd. Dale Jarrett trying to see if he can reel in the top two and take over the lead. Gain himself five bonus points in the fight for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Championship. Jarrett needing to make up some ground. 3.37 behind coming into today's race. DJ riding along in the third position. Really strong coming down the back straightaway. He's got about three car lengths over Jeff Gordon the fourth place man, Gordon with a car length and a half over fifth place, Ernie Irvin. And the field got strung out in a hurry once they put it back under green. Sterling Marlin takes him back to turn number one with an advantage of maybe five car lengths. It's about six or seven back to Dale Jarrett in third. A couple of car lengths between Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon in the fourth place. Back in fifth is Ernie Irvin. Riding along in sixth right now and having a good run is Wally Dahlenbach. And from there on back, the field stacked up pretty good. And we have put 122 laps in the record book here at Martinsville. At the Martinsville Speedway, Sterling Marlin leading Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Ernie Irvin at lap 129 of the Napa Auto Care 500. Kenny Wallace was having a great day. He is now on the back pits with the hood up on the car. Marty Snyder's there. Well, they think it is a problem in the rear end. Kenny uh, radioed to the team that the temperature was up over 270 degrees. They are, however, looking into the front of the car right now, and it appears actually that he is leaking water out of the back of the car, which is where it goes when the car's overheating. So perhaps an overheating problem for Kenny Wallace, like so many other teams today with it being so hot, he's experiencing an overheating problem. Yeah, we talked about when we first came on the air that we might see some cars overheating the temperature here at Martinsville today. Up in the high 80s, might even approach 90 degrees before the day is over. John Andretti is down and away. He spent many, many laps on pit road. Let's get a quick update there from Winston Kelly. Well, Barney, a different type of heating problem caused John Andretti's situation. That break heat caused the right front tire to go down, caused it to melt the beads on the right front tire. That caused him to throw himself into the outer retaining wall. So that was the damage on the STP Pontiac. So another very freak situation that happened to one of the cars today. Funny situation there, Barney. We were talking about that just before the race. Uh, Dale Inman, who has uh, so very many years been instrumental in the Petty Enterprises team, was up here in the booth with us before he went to his position on the spotter stand. And you were discussing with him about brake heats and how some of the crews had been inquired. Oh, well, we'll pick that up in a minute. One car in the wall off turn four. Kenny Irwin bounces off the concrete. The field scatters behind him. Looks like everybody's going to keep going, and uh, we're going to be okay. But... Some people had been inquiring of Goodyear about brake heat, knowing how warm the weather was going to be today and how difficult it is on brakes here at Martinsville. Now, the question was, uh, how hot can the rotors get temperature-wise, the brake rotors on those cars, before it will over the heat will affect the tire itself and break the bead on it and cause you to have a flat tire? Wayne Torrance, who is the field manager for Goodyear, yesterday said he had never had been asked that question before. He did some checking around with some of the experts. 
And the answer they gave amazed me. He said those tires could stand 1,200 degrees before they got in trouble. So that means here today that the temperature was well over that in the brake rotors to give John Andretti the problem. That's amazing to me. A, a lot of metals melted a whole lot less than 1,200 degrees. So that uh, some interesting background information on uh, John Andretti's problem of earlier today while he was leading this Napa 500. Sterling Marlin is our present leader, and he has caught the tail end of the field down the backstretch. Sterling Marlin works his way down the back straight away to fall in line behind Jerry Nadu. Once he gets by him, there's at least 15, maybe 20 cars directly ahead. Some of those cars racing side by side. Sterling having a good run here this afternoon. About uh, more than half the field is what he's encountered down in turn number one as he runs up on Jerry Nadu off the corner and heads down the back straightaway. For the moment, I don't think he's going to put any moves on because directly ahead, three or four cars up, they're running too wide, and there's nowhere to go at the moment anyway. So it is going to allow Ricky Rudd to get a little bit closer to him. We talked about Kenny Irwin smacking the wall up here in turn number four. He went to the back pits, and we can get an update there from Marty Snyder. Well, the damage not terrible. They got back out on the racetrack, changed four tires for Kenny Irwin. But again, significant damage on the right side, as you would expect with hitting the wall. But the damage not too awful bad. Kenny Irwin able to continue on. Sterling Marlin ducks underneath Jerry Nadeau's machine off turn four, puts him another lap down. Marlin now with about 20 cars all lined up racing in front of him, and Ricky Rudd about five car lengths behind him. Ricky Rudd still having to get by the Kenny Irwin car and Jerry Nadeau, as here comes Sterling Marlin going to work on Dennis Setzer. He'll go to the high side of the racetrack in turn three. Got to be very patient at this stage of the race pick his way through these slower cars. And for every car that the leader goes by, Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd's got to do the same thing to get up there and chase him down. In fact, the more of those cars that Sterling can put between himself and the leader, the better off he's going to be. They're in the backstretch. Marlin works his way halfway down the back straightaway. Darrell Waltrip just ahead for him. Meanwhile, Ricky Rudd boxed in. He's got Jerry Nadeau to the outside and Kenny Irwin to the inside. Fifth race this season that Sterling Marlin has led. He led the Daytona 500, the Die Hard 500, and he led at Richmond and at Sears Point. Right now he's out in front at Martinsville and working lap traffic. Coming down the back straightaway once again. Here he goes to work on the Damasco Chevrolet of Darrell Walton. Sterling flashes down to the inside of the racetrack. Easily goes by DW. He'll get around Darrell Waltrip. Sets his sights on Mike Skinner and Jeremy Mayfield. And Dale Earnhardt will be the next three cars he'll encounter over in turn two. Marlon again falls in line behind Mike Skinner. Coming up off the corner. Skinner sees him coming. Starts to move over a little bit. Wait to see which way Sterling's going to go. For now, he'll settle in behind this long line of traffic. Later in today's broadcast, Barney and I will pick the winner of the very bestest break of the race award. Driver with the best break during today's race will see a five. $500 donation awarded on his behalf to Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestis Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. Well, not too many guys have had good brakes thus far, but a ton of bad brakes for quite a few teams. But uh, for the moment, Sterling Marlin, we talked about a moment ago, has run up on that big pack of traffic. He is now trying to work his way around Mike Skinner. Going to give it a shot this time. Try to get underneath him down in turn one. Works down on the inside of the racetrack. Does not see the opening there. This must be like when you're riding on the interstate. There's a lot of heavy traffic. You see a chance to get by one car. But then you get to the top of the hill and you look over. And there's hundreds more lined up. And even though you get by one, you got a whole lot more work to do. That's a case for Sterling Marlin. There's a bunch of them lined up in front of him. As far as he can see ahead of him on this Martinsville Speedway half mile. Traffic hugging the inside of the racetrack sometimes double wide, all trying to protect their position. Now, while Marlin is uh, fooling around in the traffic and Ricky Rudd stays with him, Dale Jarrett is closing in pretty well in third spot. Pretty good race farther back for positions that uh, want to swing back and look at, too. Jeff Burton in sixth, Wally Dallin back in seventh, and Mark Martin in eighth, all running nose to tail, working some lap traffic. Martin 
looks to be the man on the move in that group as he tries to get closer to the front. 146 laps complete in the Napa 500. 152 laps complete in the Napa 500 at Martinsville. Sterling Marlin leads Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Ernie Irvin with Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Wally Dallenback, Rich Bickle, and Brett Bodine rounding out the top ten. Been a pretty clean race thus far. Only two caution flags through this 150-lap uh, mark. One at lap four for a Darrell Waltrip spin when he got bumped out of traffic in turn two. He continued. And then one at lap 105 when John Andretti uh, basically melted out the bead on a right front tire while leading the race. Other than that, we've been clean to this point. Well, it started out, uh, guys were getting a little bit aggressive, kind of bumping and shoving. Thought we might uh, really see the action pick up real quick, but they've kind of settled down here. Still a long, long ways to go. Just 153 laps is all we have completed here at Martinsville. Looking right now at Dale Jarrett trying to chase down Ricky Rudd as they work their way back into the corner. He's pretty close on him within striking distance as they go off two. That's a race for the second position. Ricky Rudd has it. Dale Jarrett chasing him down. And, of course, all that's going on with a lot of traffic in and amongst them. Ernie Irvin sits just in front of Ricky Rudd. Jeff Gordon going to make this a three-way battle as he now finally clears the lap car of Michael Waltrip. So those three cars, all nose to tail. Rudd, Jarrett, and Gordon now. Kenny Irwin just in front of Ricky Rudd off two. Irwin goes wide up off the corner. Rudd peeks to the inside. Sees he'd better not make the move this time, so he'll fall back in line. Single file is away. They'll follow Kenny Irwin back into turns three and four. And Sterling Marlin again continues to set the pace, works his way back into turns one and two. He has just taken the car one at a time as he gets his way around this racetrack. He's really got her hooked up exceptionally well here this afternoon. I believe Jim Phillips is down in his pit. Jim, they should be pretty happy for the moment anyway. Talk to Tony Glover. Barney just second to go. I looked down at him. I said, how's the car? He said, it's perfect right now. John Andretti, this is the part where he got in trouble, when he got in traffic. When John was out clear, he didn't have to use his brakes as much. But when he got in traffic, he was having to race a lot of people at this stage of the race. A lot of people you're trying to lap will race you harder than they will, say, when you get to 400 laps. So Sterling Marlin's in that seat right now. He's in a position where he's having to use a lot of brakes to try to lap these people right now. And we'll see how he makes out. John Andretti had bad luck. Kenny Wallace has just pulled his car in behind the wall. I believe Winston Kelly is right there with uh, Kenny to try and get uh, a yeah, we'll word from him. Go ahead, Winston. Kenny, Kenny, you had a great run. You had a really good run going. What happened to the car? Well, we had too small of a radiator in the squirty doors. Got my sponsor in, didn't I? Uh, really aggravated right now. You know, I'm r- trying really hard. And uh, as you said, coming from the back to the front, back pits didn't bother us. And uh, too small a radiator, overheated. That's the thoughts of Kenny Wallace that overheated the squirty Ford, so he's out of it. Kenny had a good run going here this afternoon. He's uh, won a bud pole up here when a couple of years ago. He's had some good runs here. Just hasn't been. A, he's had more than his share of bad luck, too, and some bad finishes. Been a tough season for Kenny, who would be right now the only car out of the race at this point after 162 laps. A couple of others who had some troubles earlier in the day made repairs, and they're uh, all back on the racetrack. So Kenny Wallace at this point is the first one to uh, drop out of this event. Bob McKenna, the chairman of Napa Auto Parts, is with us in the booth, sponsor of the race weekend here at Martinsville. Bob, good to see you. I know you enjoyed the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race yesterday and seeing Ron Hornaday take over that point lead. We sure did, Alan. It was a great race. Uh, we've got a great weekend going here. we got another great race today. I'm, I'm like you. I'm surprised at the, the lack of cautions. That's good, though, because nobody's getting banged up. And 
they told them at the start of the race, keep the front ends on it, and you'll be, you'll be there at the end. So uh, <laughs> I guess they, I guess they're paying attention to what the NASCAR folks told them. Napa has developed a very wide-ranging interest in NASCAR racing, event sponsorships like this, the team sponsorship like that with Ron Hornaday. Uh, why, why do you do this, and, and how good has it been for your stores? Well, you know, it's been great. I'm glad you asked because uh, we just want to thank the uh, the whole NASCAR community, the fans, the uh, the competitors, uh, everyone involved in NASCAR. It's just been a great relationship, and and we're just happy to be able to uh, to help the whole uh, NASCAR situation and uh, keep it moving forward and give the fans this great entertainment and uh, sporting event that we do. And uh, it's great for Napa. It's, uh, our customers love it. And uh, it's just great to be part of the NASCAR family. And that's really what it is. A lot of folks are familiar with Napa, the parts store. But the Napa Auto Care twist might be a little new on that. And that is technically the sponsor here. What is that? Well, our Napa Auto Care centers are independent business people. And we, uh, we work closely with them, try to help them out in their businesses, give them uh, some uh, marketing and service support. We have about 9,000 Napa Auto Care centers around the country. And uh, uh, a lot of them are here today. Uh, they come to the different races that we sponsor, and uh, they're part of the Napa family. And uh, it truly is uh, Napa and uh, NASCAR a lot alike. Big, big organization, but uh, close-knit and a lot of good people. Bob, thanks for the support. We appreciate it of NASCAR racing and the weekend here at Martinsville in particular. And we'll see you again before too long, I know. Thanks, Alan. Bob McKenna, the chairman of Napa Auto Parts, with us here at the Napa Auto Care 500 in Martinsville, Virginia. Watching the leader, Sterling Marlin, trying to put Bill Elliott a lap down, and that should be the 21st place car. He got by uh, Bobby Labonte just a moment ago to put him a lap down, so Sterling is coming through the field in a hurry. We have now completed 169 laps here in the Napa Auto Care 500. No matter what the project, I insist on two things, quality materials and quality hand tools. Hi, I'm Bob Vila. For me, that's Craftsman. If you're going to be a Craftsman, then use the tools of Craftsman. These are the original guaranteed forever hand tools that Sears is famous for. The feel of a Craftsman wrench or the grip of a comfort-designed Craftsman screwdriver is without equal. They're hand tools that speak for themselves. No wonder in every toolbox, there's a Craftsman. Driving with someone on your bumper, trying to make every move they can to pass you. You're not only driving your car, you're driving theirs. Dale Jarrett on energy that lasts. It takes a tremendous amount of concentration to maintain that level of energy for 500 miles. Start your breakfast with hearty bran flakes and those two scoops from Kellogg's Raisin Bran. It helps give you energy to keep you going strong. Getting a good start on the day, and that says a lot as to how I'm going to perform on that day. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, what to have first when you want to last. Sterling Marlin leads Ricky Rudd by about 100 feet here at Martinsville, but Rudd's got a lot of company right behind him. It is Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon all tucked up tightly on Rudd's back bumper. They have overtaken one car turned around up there in turn number two. It is Jimmy Spencer who loops his car directly in front of oncoming traffic. Some of the leaders approaching him now. Jeff Gordon and others now taking evasive moves to get by. And Spencer just backs up against the outside wall in turn two. Caution is on the speedway. Jimmy Spencer looped it around, stayed against the outside wall, allowed all that traffic to go by. And a caution will come out for the leader at lap 174. And we'll see everybody diving back onto pit road here in just a moment or so. Let's go back down to Joe Moore. Jimmy Spencer looked to be just kind of driving a little bit too high going into turn number one, Barney. The car just got up in the loose stuff, looped completely around. He did not make contact with the outside wall, wowed it down in time, but did wisely pull up there, back actually, back up against the outside wall to clear the racetrack for oncoming traffic. 
third caution of this Napa 500. We'll bring everyone, no doubt, to pit road. Preparations being made there now as the field comes into turn number four behind the pace car. It'll be Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Ernie Irvin, the front five. Mark Martin, sixth. Jeff Burton, seventh. Wally Dallenbach, eighth. Rich Bickle, ninth. Brett Bodine, tenth. That's the order. They'll come down pit road. Let's cover the stops. Jim Phillips. Sterling Marlin in the pits. They go to work on the right side. Last time they won the race off the pit lane. Ricky Rudd's in his stall. Jeff Gordon's in his stall. Here comes Ernie Irvin. Wally Dallenbach. Rich Bickle. Brett Bodine still hanging in the top ten. Jeff Green comes in. So does Ted Musgrave, all getting right side tires. The Marlins cruise around to the left side, changing left side tires. Marlins spins out of the pits, down to Winston Kelly. Dale Jarrett, the first out on this end of pit road, had to hesitate just a second as John Andretti came in. Then Mark Martin's out and away. Jeff Burton away, a track bar adjustment there. Bill Elliott gets out just in front of Ken Schrader, who put a round of wedge in. Then Bobby Hamilton, Joe Nemechek gets out. He falls in line behind Ward Burton. Marty Snyder. Terry Labonte was in their car a little bit loose, but it gets better as it goes along. Problem for Terry, no radio communication with the team. He can hear them, but Terry cannot talk back. They decided to do a two-tire stop on this one. Great communication, only with hand signals. Two-tire stop. 10.5 seconds for Terry Labonte and the team. Steve Park was also in their car just a little bit loose. They tightened him up just a little bit for Steve Park. Sterling Marlin's team has done outstanding work on pit road today. They get him back on the racetrack first. Jeff Gordon comes out right behind Sterling, followed by Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, and Mark Martin, the top five out of the pits. From the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back in Martinsville Speedway working the third caution flag of the Napa 500. Caution brought on after Jimmy Spencer got spun around over in turn number two. Off pit road, Sterling Marlin still the leader. The Coors Light team been doing a great job servicing his car all afternoon. They hold on to the top spot off the stops with Jeff Gordon second, Dale Jarrett third, Ricky Rudd fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. The rest of the top ten will be Ernie Irvin, Jeff Burton, Rich Bickle, Terry Labonte, who got right sides only on his stop, and Wally Dallenbach. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. One lap away from the restart. Let's get out of pit road, Jim Phillips. Let's talk to Tony Glover. Tony, you said your car's been uh, right all afternoon. How about how about right now? That's pretty good. Uh, you never know how far, how hard the 24 and 88 and those guys are running. But you know, the car's running pretty good right now. Sterling's doing a great job driving it. And uh, I'd just like to thank our shop foreman, Bob Hill. He gave us a heck of a setup for you. Pit stops have been great so far. Yeah, they've done a good job. Uh, just got to keep it up. That's Tony Glover. Well, we're seeing Sterling Marlin's efforts this afternoon down here in the pits. Having a good run here at Martinsville and still a lot of racing left, however. 179 laps on the board. They'll put them green at 180. It will be Sterling Marlin in front. Jeff Gordon lines up right behind him. Dale Jarrett sits third. Ricky Rudd is fourth. Mark Martin is fifth. Ernie Irvin is sixth, seventh is Jeff Burton. Rich Bickle hangs in there in eighth. Terry Labonte having a good day here, beginning to move up. As Marty Snyder said, he is ninth. Wally Dallenbach, make up your top ten. And 20 cars are on the lead lap as Sterling Marlin sees the green flag, pulls him down to turn number one. The first car down several laps inside will be Rusty Wallace. And that's where Jeff Gordon is working hard to get by the Rusty Wallace car. Doesn't want Marlin to get too far away. Gordon having a hard time. He swings to the inside, to the outside. Can't get by Rusty Wallace. It'll allow Dale Jarrett to come up and do battle with Jeff Gordon. 
Rusty Wallace, 17 laps down after having a fitting break off a radiator early in the event, spending time on pit road for repairs. Here's Gordon with a run on Jarrett for second. Jarrett goes to the high side of the racetrack, tries to make his move, coming off turn number two, trying to pull even with Gordon Chevrolet. He finally does that, going into turn number three, but he's on the outside. Gordon slides up. That battle continues for second. Tell you what, Dale Jarrett's got an outstanding race car to make the moves he has in that outside groove all afternoon. He retains second place works his way over to turn two. Jarrett gets the second spot. Here's Ricky Rudd next to go after Jeff Gordon. He looks to the outside of the racetrack. Looks so good for Jarrett. He's going to try it as well. And it appears to be working for Ricky Rudd. He gets the momentum off turn four. So Jeff Gordon slipping back a couple of spots. There has been a driver change under the recent caution flag. Marty Snyder has the story in the back pits. Well, Kenny Wallace is now in for Kenny Irwin. And remember, Kenny Irwin was in that accident last week at Dover where he was uh, hurt pretty good. He had to get a CAT scan. Of course, all of that was negative. Then earlier, Kenny Irwin hit the wall. They started getting fumes inside the car when the crush panels were bent in. Uh, Kenny Wallace now in the Texaco Haviland Ford as he just now pulls away from pit road. Kenny Irwin sits against the toolbox and uh, obviously very drained. as some medical personnel is into him right now, but Kenny Irwin uh, feeling a little down right now, obviously drained because of all of the heat. Had a whale of a race going on for the fourth spot just a moment ago. That has now evaporated as Mark Martin has moved around Jeff Gordon to ease himself up there and become a player in the picture. Mark been running a little far back in the field, Joe Moore, but he's been getting up toward the front every time they make a pit stop a little closer. And I'll tell you what, that really brought the fans to their feet here on the back straightaway when they saw these two contenders for the Winston Cup championship going at it. Mark Martin cleanly made the pass. Jeff Gordon continues to struggle. Ernie Irvin now closing in on him for the fifth place. Across the start-finish line goes leader Sterling Marlin with Jarrett second, Rudd third, Martin fourth, and Gordon fifth. Let's look at the rest of the lead lap. In sixth, you've got Ernie Irvin, Jeff Burton is seventh, Rich Bickle eighth, Wally Dallin back ninth, and Terry Labonte almost got lapped earlier. He's now up to the tenth spot. Brett Bodine is eleventh, Jeff Green twelfth, Ted Musgrave thirteenth, Ken Schrader fourteenth, and Johnny Benson fifteenth. Sixteenth is Joni Bacek, Steve Park is seventeenth, Bill Elliott is eighteenth, Ward Burton is nineteenth, and Bobby Hamm Hamilton is the last car on the lead lap. He's in 20th. Bobby Labonte is the first car a lap down in 21st position. Let's give a call to the pit crew of Sterling Marlin here this afternoon. Every time that they have went in, I believe they've come back out, haven't lost any ground, have been able to retain the lead. They have really knocked off some great pit stops for Sterling here this afternoon and have done it every time they've been on pit road. Good tight scramble right now going on for second place. Dale Jarrett has it. Ricky Rudd continues to get stronger as the afternoon goes by. Ricky thought about putting a move on down the back straightaway. Takes a look down to the inside in turn one. He's been staying right there with Dale Jarrett since his most recent restart, Barney. And just can't seem to muster enough power to pull up alongside. Jarrett is strong on these straightaways. However, pushes up a little bit going into the turn. That's when Run looks for an opportunity, but again, can't capitalize because he doesn't seem to have the strength. Here's a pit stop for Dennis Setzer in the first plus car, and he darted off the racetrack. He's in the first pit stall all the way down to the turn four end of pit road, and the crew was definitely not expecting him because uh, he came in, and they all came pouring over the wall to the driver's side window, and now they're trying to figure out what's wrong. People in the car, under the car, around it. So troubles here for Dennis Setzer at lap number 190. No troubles at all for Sterling Marlin right now. He's got it all kind of on cruise control. The race for second, still a good one, though. Dale Jarrett hangs on to the second spot. Ricky Rudd continues to size him up, looking for a way to get by. 
They uh, don't seem to be losing any ground to Mark Martin. He's riding along in the fourth position. He's about two car lengths behind Ricky Rudd. Then Jeff Gordon, another two behind Mark Martin. And Ernie Urban rides right back there in the next position, followed by Jeff Burton as they all work their way back to turn one. All those cars running single file, all taking the preferred groove right down at the bottom of the track through one and two, swinging out against this back straightaway wall and fanning back into turns three and four. Work their way up off the corner and come down to the start-finish line. A little time before the leaders catch any lap traffic. The first car in front of them is Rusty Wallace, who passed uh, the leader, Marlin, just a little while ago. So it will be a little bit before they have to deal in any of the cars a lap or more down. Later in today's broadcast, the MRN Radio Pit Reporters will select the winner of the First Union Pit Strategy Award. First Union to donate $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary on behalf of the team with the most impressive pit strategy in today's race. If you need help with your personal financial strategy, visit your local First Union office or call 800-413-7898. It's a hard racetrack to get into victory lane. We had a lot of really good race drivers over the years that ran here for as much as 10 and 15 years and never won a Winston Cup event at the Speedway. Bobby Allison was one of those. Allison won some other types of racing here, but I don't think he ever won a Winston Cup race. Sterling Marlin, who currently leads here, and Alan, you keep the statistics stuff better than I do at times. I don't believe Sterling's ever won at this racetrack. Neither has John Andretti. And I don't show a victory for Dale Jarrett here. You may have something different, but I, I don't believe he's won a race at this Speedway. Ward Burton hasn't. Neither has Kenny Schrader or Bill Elliott or Bobby Labonte. And Terry Labonte, I don't think Terry has ever posted a victory here, has he? No, Terry has finished second three different times here, but has never gone to victory lane. This is a tough place to win at. It is a tough, tough racetrack to conquer. It's a very disciplined racetrack. The driver has to be disciplined about what he does behind the wheel all afternoon, or he's not going to have anything left to race with when you get to the final 100 miles. That was maybe a little more especially so several years ago. Advances in technology have really made a big difference here in the last few years. But even still, you can knock the fenders out, knock the toe in out of line early in the event, bouncing off the curb or somebody else, and just not have the proper handling car to race with when it's time to decide this thing. And it's very difficult to to keep it off of the curbs and off of everybody else all race long. It really, if you got the best car here, you still got to survive all day and do what a driver needs to do in that car. Buddy Baker told me one time that of all the wins he had ever had in Winston Cup Racing, that the win here at Martinsville was one of his best. He said, I was more satisfied with that one than any, any win he ever got. Change of position. Ricky Rudd around for the second spot now. Rudd up to the number two position. Dale Jarrett back to third. Mark Martin in fourth and Jeff Gordon in fifth. All of it going on behind Sterling Marlin, who leads as we complete the 200th lap of the Napa 500. Change for position just outside or at the tail end of the top five, actually. Ernie Irvin jumps underneath Mark Martin in turn three, picks up the fifth position. Jeff Burton will follow Ernie by Mark into sixth. Resetting the leaderboard, Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and now Ernie Irvin at lap 203 of 500. For the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. We have just gone back under the green flag in the Napa 500 at Martinsville. Steve Grissom is in for Ted Musgrave in the Jasper car. Lost a lap, making the driver change. On the racetrack, Sterling Marlin leads Wally Dallenback. Dallenback, along with Joe Nemechek, got two tires on the pit stop, as did Marlin. All the other lead lap cars got four on their yellow flag visits to pit lane a moment ago. Might make a difference as they get into a long run here if this race stays green right now. Sterling's got his hands full, just holding off Wally Dallenbach down the back stretch. Dallenbach got a good look at him that time off turn two. Peeled down to the inside of the racetrack. Didn't pull even, but
but man, he's staying with Sterling off turn four. Allen back peaks down low as they come off the corner. Can't pull even with him as Sterling's car has a little wiggle up off the turn. Still nose to tail, the front two. Battle of the beers going on here as Sterling Barnum brings the Coors machine up off turn number two. Right behind it, the Budweiser Chevrolet of Donald back. Looks again for the chance to sneak down underneath Sterling Marlin, but again, he can't make a stick. He kind of gets a nose inside coming off the corner, but that's all he can do. He can't get up there to the inside at all. Back about 10th position a moment ago. A real scramble going on there between Jeff Burton. Looks like uh, Joe Nemechek and a couple of other cars mixing it up over in turn two. Nemechek drifts high. This time it's going to be Rich Bickle taking advantage of that slip coming up off turn number two. So Bickle pulls down on the inside of Joe Nemechek. They go side by side back through three and four. Change for the fourth position. Ricky Rudd around Ernie Irvin for that spot. Rudd up into the number four slot. And now it is Irvin back in fifth with Dale Jarrett behind him. Ricky Rudd trying to get by lap traffic. He's got Bobby Labonte separating him from the third place car of Jeff Gordon. For now, those machines, single file off turn four. Bobby Labonte is one of those cars that is a lap down and kind of riding along there, trying to get a little bit closer to the front, maybe get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. He's not about to give way to anybody. If you get around, he's going to make you work for it. Ricky Rudd's trying to get around him to chase down the front three. Rudd's working hard, first to the inside, now to the outside as Bobby just pulls over at the end of the back straightaway, so Ricky Rudd finally clears the interstate car. Bobby Labonte, the first driver, one lap down. He is in 20th position at the moment after the... The uh, Ted Musgrave car, the driver change, fell off the lead lap. Now 19 machines out in the uh, opening circuit, the lead lap here. Marlin, Dallenbach, Gordon, Rudd, and Irvin, the first five, followed by Jarrett Martin, Jeff Green, Jeff Burton, and Rich Bickle. He's back in 10th, 11th through 15th. Ken Schrader, Joni Machek, Johnny Benson, Brett Bodine, and Bill Elliott with Ward Burton, Terry Labonte, Bobby Hamilton, and Steve Park rounding out the lead lap. Leaders on the backstretch. Sterling Marlin stretches out to a two-car length advantage now over Wally Dallenbach. Jeff Gordon, another two-car lengths behind him in third. Give a call to Brett Bodine. Brett's had more than uh, a tough season would be the way to put it, I guess. He's having a good run here this afternoon at Martinsville. He likes this racetrack. I guess he came here with the modified guys. Did he run some, I think he ran some the, the old Bush races or late model sportsmen here too for many, many years, didn't he? Yeah, had a lot of success on this racetrack in uh, several different forms of uh, NASCAR racing. And this has really been one of his better racetracks in NASCAR Winston Cup competition too. He's got nine top tens here in his career. And one of the better percentages for him in recent years. So a good run thus far today for Brett and the Paychecks team as they hang in there on the lead lap in 14th spot after starting the race in the 11th position. Good right battle. now, go ahead. Good battle going on between Dale Jarrett right now, Ernie Irvin, and Mark Martin. They get down to business coming off the corner. Ernie gets kicked out. Ernie's car not working real good all day long. He's had trouble keeping it down to the bottom of the racetrack. He's going to lose another spot in turn one. It goes a little bit high into the corner. Mark Martin scoots underneath him to grab the spot. Closer to the front, Ricky Rudd made a pass by Jeff Gordon on the last lap. So Rudd goes back up to the third position. Rudd falling now, uh, or rather Gordon falling now, back behind Rudd into the fourth spot. As we are at lap 241, nine laps away from the halfway point. Gatorade front runner award, $10,000. Passed out to the leader at the cross flag signal at lap 250. And after Wally Dallenbach was kind of pestering Sterling Marlin for the first few laps after the restart, Marlin has moved away by about five or six car lengths now and has somewhat of a comfortable advantage as the leaders cross the start-finish line and head down for turn one. Dallenbach still maintains the second spot. Again, about five car lengths behind Sterling Marlin. It's another five car lengths back to Ricky Rudd, who we told you had a hard time getting by Jeff Gordon. Once he got by Gordon, he's moved out maybe 10 car lengths in front of him, so Rudd might be the mover at this stage of the race. 
Ricky's had a good car most of the day. Right now, Sterling Marlin again goes back to one and two, and I don't believe just kind of running through my head here to see if Sterling had picked up the Gatorade money this year. I don't remember him winning the $10,000 at the halfway point, so this might be the first time this year he's had a shot at picking up ten grand from Gatorade by leading at the halfway point. He's in a good shape to do it right now. He has just crossed the line and six laps away from the halfway point. He goes back to turn one. Let's go back a little bit further to the fourth position. Jeff Gordon there beginning to feel the heat of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett had a hard time working his way through traffic. Hasn't quite cleared all of it, but now he's within an eye shot of the car of Jeff Gordon. You've got uh, Rusty Wallace going to the high side of the track at turn four. It opens the inside lane for Jarrett to squirt through there. Rusty Wallace, many laps down after a radiator problem. Put him on pit road earlier, 17 laps behind the leader after repairs were made. Here's Jarrett now diving down on the inside of Rusty Wallace, getting by him. So now he's only a car length off the rear deck of the fourth place car of Jeff Gordon. Wally Dallenbach's got his hands full. Ricky Rudd has chased him down, and Wally's car beginning to skate around just a little bit as he gets into the middle of the corner. Ricky runs him real close and turn one and see if he can put a move on. Ricky's up on his bumper coming up off turn number two. Looks down to the inside for a chance to make a move but instead falls in line behind Dallin Back and follows him into turn three. Second and third. We're watching now racing for that position. Dallin Back in second with just right side tires on his recent pit stop. Here's Ricky Rudd peeking down low. He'll try and run up underneath Wally in one. Wally gives him room. Ricky Rudd hooked up on the inside of the racetrack trying to pull even with Wally Dallin Back. Ford and Chevy going at it for the second spot and it's going to be Ford winning this battle as he gets by at the end of the back straightaway. Wally's car just not sticking at the bottom of the racetrack. It kicked up about a half a lane going off into one and two, and that's the only opening Ricky Rudd needed. He made his car stick and will take away second place. Laps wind down toward the halfway point. Two laps away from the halfway point here at Martinsville this afternoon. It is Sterling Marlin leading right now, and in about five more laps, Sterling again is going to catch the tail end of the field. Here he comes down off turn four across the line and heads back into turn one. Sterling Marlin across the stripe, 249 complete. A little bit of lap traffic ahead of him now. He heads off two and onto the backstretch. Here's Sterling Marlin working his way off turn two, down the back straight away. Ricky Rudd now has moved away a bit from the car. He just passed a few moments ago, Wally Dallenbach. You've got a lap car, Bobby Labonte, separating Dallenbach along with about 10 car lengths before you come to the fourth place battle. That's Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett. And as Sterling crosses the line, he sees the cross flags. He leads at the halfway point and will collect the Gatorade front runner award here at the halfway point. He'll pick up $10,000. So Marlin, the leader now at lap 250 over Ricky Rudd, Wally Dallenbach, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett. The rest of the top 10, Mark Martin, Ernie Irvin, Rich Bickle, Jeff Burton, and Ken Schrader Let's mention that Dennis Setzer has taken the first plus car back behind the wall at the race's midway point. Sterling Marlin leads the Napa 500 at Martinsville. The race just passed its halfway point. Motor Racing Network with live coverage for you on a hot, steamy afternoon in late September here in South Central Virginia. Only a couple of cars have been behind the wall throughout the course of the race, despite the fact that we've reported a number of mechanical problems. Everybody but Kenny Wallace has... uh, remained in the race, though at the moment Dennis Setzer is behind the wall with repairs being made to his car. Winston Kelly, what's up there? Well, they are still working on the car. Dennis, what's the problem with the car? When the exhaust pipe break, Winston, on the first plus car there, uh, it caught something in on fire inside the car, smoked up real bad, smelled like electric fire, but it's just the exhaust catching the floorboard and everything inside on fire. So it's the exhaust pipe on the first plus Ford after a good weekend, had a good run yesterday, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race qualified 14th, but behind the wall, but they do hope to get back out. 
Great race for third, headed on to the backstretch. Here they come down the back straight away. Wally Dallenbach, the man here on the move, and Jeff Gordon trying to get by him. You got Dale Jarrett stacking up next in line, then Mark Martin, then Ernie Irvin. So you got five cars all doing battle from third on back. They work their way back into turn number one, single file. Nobody putting a move on this time. Jeff Gordon is close enough to get underneath Wally Dallenbach if he's got the horsepower and the stuff to get it done. But for the moment, he elects just to stay right behind him. Meanwhile, the leader has worked his way off turn number four, Sterling Marlin and Ricky Rudd also gets around one of the lap cars of Kyle Petty and bears down on him over in turn two. This is the closest Ricky has been to Sterling Marlin in a while, finally getting all the lap traffic that was separating them out of the way. It's not going to last long. Here goes Sterling down to the inside of Michael Waltrip to lap him off turn four. Remember that Sterling took just right side tires on the caution flag pit stop a little while ago while Ricky Rudd got four fresh good years. The two leaders nose to tail in traffic. Sterling Marlin working his way by Michael Waltrip as Ricky Rudd peeks down to the inside for a shot, maybe going for the lead. Instead, he'll fall back in line as Marlin pitches him off in turn three. Now they've got a little over 30 laps on the tires after they made that last pit stop. They're into a run here and already Sterling's car might be giving up just a little bit. Ricky's trying to get around him before they catch that big pack of traffic directly ahead. They're off turn two. Ricky run again. Looks to the inside of Sterling Marlin off turn two. Halfway down the back straight away. He's there on the inside of the track, but not close enough to make the move. Sterling Marlin holds him off one more time. And Jeff Gordon has the inside lane now on Wally Dallenbach for third spot. Gordon clears Dallenbach for third. Dale Jarrett follows him underneath for fourth. Mark Martin going to try and fill that hole as well down in turn one for fifth. Dallenbach wants to move back down the racetrack. He can't go anywhere in the outside lane. Kyle Petty is blocking his move there. So it's going to cost him a lot of positions. Mark Martin goes by, and Ernie Irvin makes the move by Dallenbach. And Wally will lose four positions in the span of about a lap and a half as everybody gets underneath him. Once you get caught in that outside groove, you've really got troubles. Back to the lead battle off turn two. Sterling Marlin dives down to the inside of Derek Cope to clear himself of that lap car. Halfway down the back straight away, finally he gets by that car. Ricky Rudd for now picks his way through as Jeff Bodine loses a tire. The whole wheel, tire and all, comes off the Phillips Ford as Jeff Bodine made his way off turn four. The tire is bouncing down the front straight away. Car is beginning to swerve. Johnny Benson almost spins to miss the tire as it rolls from the outside wall off turn four down to the inside wall. Caution for the fifth time in the race. Something wrong on Jeff Bodine's car where the whole tire looks like the right front has come off the machine. He drags the Phillips Ford back to the backstretch pit road and the yellow flag waves over this Napa 500 once again. Friday, October 9th, Bud Pole qualifying from the Talladega Super Speedway. Hear all the results of time trials for the Winston 500 at 4 p.m. Eastern on MRN Radio. Pit stops under the caution, Jim Phillips. And they're all in on this end. Ernie Irvin's in. Ricky Rudd was in. Jeff Gordon was in. So was uh, Wally Dallenbach. Sterling Marlin was in. Brett Bodine was in. And the winner off the pit lane was Sterling Marlin down to Winston Kelly. Kenny Schrader with only two tires in the Skull Chevrolet. He's the first down and away. A chassis adjustment on the left side of Dale Jarrett's car. Same thing for Mark Martin. Same thing for Jeff Burton. They got four tires in gasoline. Joe Nemechek on pit road along with Bill Elliott. Cars a lap or more down 
now here on Pitt Road. Now back to Marty Snyder. Steve Park, Johnny Benson both in as well as Terry Labonte. Terry Labonte gave the hand signal to Andy Graves tapping on the roof, meaning the car was tight. They loosened him up with one round of wedge. Two tires again for Terry Labonte. It worked last time. They did it again this time. 9.3 seconds on Terry Labonte's stop. Tell you what, Sterling Marlins guys have really knocked out some pit stops here this afternoon. They get him back on the racetrack again, first ahead of everybody. Kenny Schrader came out right behind him, followed by Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett. We are under caution at lap 270 here at Martinsville. From the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. We have just gone back under the green flag in the Napa 500 at Martinsville. Steve Grissom is in for Ted Musgrave in the Jasper car. Lost a lap, making the driver change. On the racetrack, Sterling Marlin leads Wally Dallenbach. Dallenbach, along with Joe Nemechek, got two tires on the pit stop, as did Marlin. All the other lead lap cars got four on their yellow flag visits to pit lane a moment ago. Might make a difference as they get into a long run here if this race stays green right now. Sterling's got his hands full, just holding off Wally Dallenbach down the backstretch. Dallenbach got a good look at him that time off turn two. Peeled down to the inside of the racetrack. Didn't pull even, but man, he's staying with Sterling off turn four. Dallenbach peeks down low as they come off the corner. Can't pull even with him as Sterling's car has a little wiggle up off the turn. Still knows to tail the front two. Battle of the beers going on here. And Sterling Marlin brings the Coors machine up off turn number two. Right behind it, the Budweiser Chevrolet of Dallenbach. Looks again for the chance to sneak down underneath Sterling Marlin. But again, he can't make it stick. He kind of gets a nose inside coming off the corner. But that's all he can do. He can't get up there to the inside at all. Back about 10th position a moment ago. A real scramble going on there between Jeff Burton. Looks like uh, Joe Nemechek and a couple of other cars mixing it up over in turn two. Nemechek drifts high. This time it's going to be Rich Bickle taking advantage of that slip coming up off turn number two. So Bickle pulls down on the inside of Joe Nemechek. They go side by side back through three and four. Change for the fourth position. Ricky Rudd around Ernie Irvin for that spot. Rudd up into the number four slot. And now it is Irvin back in fifth with Dale Jarrett behind him. Ricky Rudd trying to get by lap traffic. He's got Bobby Labonte separating him from the third place car of Jeff Gordon. For now, those machines, single file off turn four. Bobby Labonte is one of those cars that is a lap down and kind of riding along there, trying to get a little bit closer to the front, maybe get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. He's not about to give way to anybody. If you get around, he's going to make you work for it. Ricky Rudd's trying to get around him to chase down the front three. Rudd's working hard, first to the inside, now to the outside as Bobby just pulls over at the end of the back straightaway, so Ricky Rudd finally clears the interstate car. Bobby Labonte, the first driver, one lap down. He is in 20th position at the moment after the... uh, Ted Musgrave car, the driver change fell off the lead lap. Now 19 machines out in the uh, opening circuit, the lead lap here. Marlin, Dallenbach, Gordon, Rudd, and Irvin, the first five, followed by Jarrett, Martin, Jeff Green, Jeff Burton, and Rich Bickle. He's back in 10th, 11th through 15th. Ken Schrader, Joni Macek, Johnny Benson, Brett Bodine, and Bill Elliott with Ward Burton, Terry Labonte, Bobby Hamilton, and Steve Park rounding out the lead lap. Leaders on the backstretch. Sterling Marlin stretches out to a two-car length advantage now over Wally Dallenbach. Jeff Gordon, another two-car lengths behind him in third. Give a call to Brett Bodine. Brett's had more than uh, a tough season would be the way to put it, I guess. He's having a good run here this afternoon at Martinsville. 
He likes this racetrack. I guess he came here with the modified guys. Did he run some? I think he ran some the, the old Bush races or late model sportsman here too for many many years, didn't he? Yeah, had a lot of success on this racetrack in uh, several different forms of uh, NASCAR racing, and this has really been one of his better racetracks in NASCAR Winston Cup competition too. He's got nine top tens here in his career, and one of the better percentages for him in recent years. So a good run thus far today for Brett and the Paychecks team as they hang in there on the lead lap in 14th spot after starting the race in the 11th position. Good right battle. now, go ahead. Good battle going on between Dale Jarrett right now, Ernie Irvin, and Mark Martin. They get down to business coming off the corner. Ernie gets kicked out. Ernie's car not working real good all day long. He's had trouble keeping it down to the bottom of the racetrack. He's going to lose another spot in turn one. He goes a little bit high into the corner. Mark Martin scoops underneath him to grab the spot. Closer to the front, Ricky Rudd made a pass by Jeff Gordon on the last lap. So Rudd goes back up to the third position. Rudd falling now, uh, or rather Gordon falling now, back behind Rudd into the fourth spot. As we are at lap 241, nine laps away from the halfway point, Gatorade Front Runner Award, $10,000. Passed out to the leader at the cross flag signal at lap 250. And after Wally Dallenbach was kind of pestering Sterling Marlin for the first few laps after the restart, Marlin has moved away by about five or six car lengths now and has somewhat of a comfortable advantage as the leaders cross the start-finish line and head down for turn one. Dallenbach still maintains the second spot. Again, about five car lengths behind Sterling Marlin. It's another five car lengths back to Ricky Rudd, who we told you had a hard time getting by Jeff Gordon. Once he got by Gordon, he's moved out maybe ten car lengths in front of him, so Rudd might be the mover at this stage of the race. Ricky's had a good car most of the day. Right now, Sterling Marlin again goes back to one and two, and I don't believe just kind of running through my head here to see if Sterling had picked up the Gatorade money this year. I don't remember him winning the $10,000 at the halfway point, so this might be the first time this year he's had a shot at picking up ten grand from Gatorade by leading at the halfway point. He's in a good shape to do it right now. He has just crossed the line and six laps away from the halfway point. He goes back to turn one. Let's go back a little bit further to the fourth position. Jeff Gordon there beginning to feel the heat of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett had a hard time working his way through traffic. Hasn't quite cleared all of it, but now he's with an eye shot of the car of Jeff Gordon. You've got uh, Rusty Wallace going to the high side of the track in turn four. It opens the inside lane for Jarrett to squirt through there. Rusty Wallace many laps down after a radiator problem. Put him on pit road earlier, 17 laps behind the leader after repairs were made. Here's Jarrett now diving down on the inside of Rusty Wallace, getting by him. So now he's only a car length off the rear deck of a fourth-place car of Jeff Gordon. Wally Dallenbach's got his hands full. Ricky Rudd has chased him down, and Wally's car beginning to skate around just a little bit as he gets into the middle of the corner. Ricky runs him real close in turn one. Let's see if he can put a move on. Ricky's up on his bumper coming up off turn number two, looks down to the inside for a chance to make a move, but instead falls in line behind Dallenbach and follows him into turn three. Second and third, we're watching now, racing for that position. Dallenbach in second with just right side tires on his recent pit stop. Here's Ricky Rudd peeking down low. He'll try and run up underneath Wally in one. Wally gives him room. Ricky Rudd hooked up on the inside of the racetrack, trying to pull even with Wally Dallenbach. Ford and Chevy going at it for the second spot. And it's going to be Ford winning this battle as he gets by at the end of the back straightaway. Wally's car just not sticking at the bottom of the racetrack. It kicked up about a half a lane going off into one and two, and that's the only opening Ricky Rudd needed. He made his car stick and will take away second place. Laps wind down toward the halfway point. Two laps away from the halfway point here at Martinsville this afternoon. It is Sterling Marlin leading right now, and in about a five more laps, Sterling again is going to catch the tail end of the field. Here he comes down off turn four, across the line, and heads back into turn one. Sterling Marlin across the stripe, 249 complete. A little bit of lap traffic ahead of him now. He heads off two and onto the back stretch. Here's Sterling Marlin working his way off turn two, down the back straight away. Ricky Rudd now has moved away a bit. 
from the car he just passed a few moments ago, Wally Dallenbach. You've got a lap car, Bobby Labonte, separating Dallenbach, along with about 10 car lengths before you come to the fourth place battle. That's Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett. And as Sterling crosses the line, he sees the cross flags. He leads at the halfway point and will collect the Gatorade Front Runner Award here at the halfway point. He'll pick up $10,000. So Marlin, the leader now at lap 250 over Ricky Rudd, Wally Dallenbach, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett. The rest of the top 10, Mark Martin, Ernie Irvin, Rich Bickle, Jeff Burton, and Ken Schrader. Let's mention that Dennis Setzer has taken the first plus car back behind the wall at the race's midway point. Sterling Marlin leads the Napa 500 at Martinsville. The race just passed its halfway point. Motor Racing Network with live coverage for you on a hot, steamy afternoon in late September here in south-central Virginia. Only a couple of cars have been behind the wall throughout the course of the race, despite the fact that we've reported a number of mechanical problems. Everybody but Kenny Wallace has... uh, remained in the race, though at the moment, Dennis Setzer is behind the wall with repairs being made to his car. Winston Kelly, what's up there? Well, they are still working on the car. Dennis, what's the problem with the car? With the exhaust pipe break, Winston, on the first plus car there, uh, it caught something in, on fire inside the car, smoked up real bad, smelled like electric fire, but it's just the exhaust catching the floorboard and everything inside on fire. So it's the exhaust pipe on the first plus Ford after a good weekend, had a good run yesterday, NASCAR crashed my truck series race qualified 14th but behind the wall but they do hope to get back out great race for third headed on to the back stretch here they come down the back straight away Wally Dallenbach the man here on the move and Jeff Gordon trying to get by him you got Dale Jarrett stacking up next in line then Mark Martin then Ernie Irvin so you got five cars all doing battle from third on back they work their way back into turn number one single file nobody putting a move on this time Jeff Gordon is close enough to get underneath Wally Dallenbach if he's got the horsepower and the stuff to get it done but for the moment he elects just to stay right behind him meanwhile the leader has worked his way off turn number four Sterling Marlin and Ricky Rudd also gets around one of the lap cars of Kyle Petty and bears down on him over in turn two this is the closest Ricky has been to Sterling Marlin in a while finally getting all the lap traffic that was separating them out of the way not going to last long. Here goes Sterling down to the inside of Michael Waltrip to lap him off turn four. Remember that Sterling took just right side tires on the caution flag pit stop a little while ago while Ricky Rudd got four fresh good years. The two leaders nose to tail in traffic. Sterling Marlin working his way by Michael Waltrip as Ricky Rudd peeks down to the inside for a shot maybe going for the lead. Instead he'll fall back in line as Marlin pitches him off in turn three. Now they've got a little over 30 laps on the tires after they made that last pit stop. They're into a run here and already Sterling's car might be giving up just a little bit. Ricky's trying to get around him before they catch that big pack of traffic directly ahead. They're off turn two. Ricky run again. Looks to the inside of Sterling Marlin off turn two. Halfway down the back straight away. He's there on the inside of the track, but not close enough to make the move. Sterling Marlin holds him off one more time. And Jeff Gordon has the inside lane now on Wally Dallenbach for third spot. Gordon clears Dallenbach for third. Dale Jarrett follows him underneath for fourth. Mark Martin going to try and fill that hole as well down in turn one for fifth. Dallenbach wants to move back down the racetrack. He can't go anywhere in the outside lane. Kyle Petty is blocking his move there. So it's going to cost him a lot of positions. Mark Martin goes by, and Ernie Irvin makes the move by Dallenbach. And Wally will lose four positions in the span of about a lap and a half as everybody gets underneath him. Once you get caught in that outside groove, you've really got troubles. Back to the lead battle off turn two. Sterling Marlin dives down to the inside of Derek Cope to clear himself of that lap car. Halfway down the back straight away, finally he gets by that car. Ricky Rudd for now picks his way through as Jeff Bodine loses a tire. The whole wheel, tire and all, comes off the Phillips Ford as Jeff Bodine made his way off turn four. The tire is bouncing down the front straightaway. 
Cars beginning to swerve. Johnny Benson almost spins to miss the tire as it rolls from the outside wall off turn four down to the inside wall. Caution for the fifth time in the race. Something wrong on Jeff Bodine's car where the whole tire looks like the right front has come off the machine. He drags the Phillips Ford back to the backstretch pit road. And the yellow flag waves over this Napa 500 once again. Friday, October 9th, Bud Pole qualifying from the Talladega Super Speedway. Hear all the results of time trials for the Winston 500 at 4 p.m. Eastern on MRN Radio. Ford F-Series, the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough by Brewery Fresh Budweiser, who reminds you, fresh beer tastes better. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. By Remington, try Remington's 597 auto-loading 22 rifle. Highly accurate, ultra-reliable. By McDonald's, check out the speed and accuracy of NASCAR's official drive through By Kellogg's Raisin Brand, want to have first when you want to last. By Moog Chassis Parts, the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR. By Craftsman Tools, the tools that last forever. By Wix Filters, for NASCAR and your car. The only filter officially licensed by NASCAR. And by Exxon Superflow Motor Oil, provides protection that's fast, protection that lasts. Martinsville Speedway under the caution flag for the fifth time in the Napa Auto Care 500. You're hearing it live on Motor Racing Network, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in the 27th race of this season. The caution when Jeff Bodine lost a right front tire off of his machine. Uh, the whole wheel came off. He has taken the car back behind the wall. Also under the yellow flag, Jeff Green has taken his machine back behind the wall. And Sterling Marlin's crew won the race off of pit road over Ken Schrader, Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and Dale Jarrett with Mark Martin, Ernie Irvin, Brett Bodine, Terry Labonte, and Wally Dallenbach rounding out the top ten. Schrader, Brett Bodine, and Terry Labonte's teams taking only right side tires on their stops. You know, I got a feeling just watching Kenny Schrader's uh, pit crew get him in and out here this afternoon. Kenny's driven the wheels off that thing to stay up there, and the top ten comes out back in second place. And I'm sitting here thinking it's been a long time since old Kenny's been to Victory Lane. He's one of the most well-liked people in this business. And if, if the guys that are racing against him can't win, each one of them, I think that I don't think there's anybody out there they'd rather see go to victory lane here this afternoon than Schrader. Been a good racetrack for Schrader. Three straight top tens here behind the wheel of the Andy Petrie machine and right now running in second position. Jim Phillips is down by Jeff Green's car. Jim, what brought them behind the wall? I'll tell you, one of those old familiar stories here at Martinsville. Jeff, you had a great run going, but you're behind the wall. What's the problem? Oh, we uh, overheated the brakes, I guess. Uh, got air in them and I was having to pump it to stop. It was stopping okay, but I was afraid that tear this thing up and tear somebody else's car is not up worth it. We're just going to come here and fix it and go back out and get some more more exposure. Money stores, uh, we're trying for them real hard, but we just ha- can't have any good luck. When did it start happening to you? Probably about 100 laps ago, and you know what? I was pumping it down the straightaway, and it was okay, but I just don't want to take a chance of tearing this thing up or anybody else. So, well, that's the best thing to do. If you're going to have to pump the brakes and take a chance on knocking another car out, best thing to do is come in and fix it. Got to be a weird feeling to go flying down a straightaway at about 130 miles an hour, pump that brake pedal, and all of a sudden it goes to the floor and a wise move to take it behind the wall. Jerry Nadeau has also pulled his car in behind the wall in the back straightaway. We'll get you an update there and maybe get a word with him here in just a moment. We're still working this caution flag from Jeff Bodine having the problem with the wheel coming off, coming off turn number four just a moment ago. So that will give us Kenny Wallace, John Andretti, 
Uh, Dennis Setzer, Jeff Green, Jeff Bodine, and Jerry Nadeau as some of the cars that have spent time behind the wall here this afternoon, although John Andretti's car is back out there. Just joining us, we are under the fifth caution of the race. The first one was for a Darrell Waltrip spin back at lap number four. Lap 105, John Andretti leading the race. Has the right front tire go down on his machine. Brake heat melting the bead where the rubber meets the rim on the tire. Andretti leading at that point. He has fallen behind a great distance after spending some time behind the wall. Jimmy Spencer with a couple of spins for two caution flags. One at lap 173, another at lap 222. The second of them right in front of Sterling Marlin and Ricky Rudd, the leaders. Then this most recent caution, lap 268 with Jeff Bodine having the right front tire come off of his machine. Four different drivers have traded the lead five times. Ernie Irvin, the first 14 laps from the Bud Pole, he was out in front. Then Ricky Rudd from lap 15 to 63. John Andretti from 64 till his problems at 105. Then Sterling Marlin from there until 222. Ricky Rudd led for two laps after... Marlin jammed on the brakes to avoid Jimmy Spencer in the second of those spins we described a second ago. And then Marlin's crew got him to lead off the pit stops at lap 225 there. And he remains out in front of this event now at lap 277. Have 18 of the original 43 starters on the uh, lead lap. And this mid-race update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics, the official trackside apparel of NASCAR. Now you can wear the same NASCAR shirts, caps, and jackets worn by Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett. They're Chase Authentics at NASCAR specialty and department stores everywhere. Now back to the race where the chase is on. Well, the chase is going to be on in a couple of minutes. They are still working this caution flag. Looks like it's going to be another lap or so around before they put them back under green. We told you Jerry Nadeau's car was behind the wall. Let's see if Marty Snyder has any information there. Marty? Well, actually, we're waiting on Jeff Bodine right now. who's up in his hauler uh, getting some oxygen. Obviously hot out there today, and Jeff uh, having a tough time when the wheel falls off. It's not, not fun. So waiting on Jeff Bodine right now, and we'll get a word with Jerry Nadeau as well in just okay. a moment. Okay. So the attrition rate beginning to build here at Martinsville as we work the caution flag at lap 278, 222 to go. We're in the pits with Joe Gibbs. Hey, how about a few comments on the race, Coach? Well, it's been pretty clean so far, except for that car. What's going on? A little bumping, grinding? Yeah, and his engine. Oh, must not be using Wix filters. Wow, you can tell that from here? When you only use Wix filters like we do, you get used to the sound of an engine that's outperforming the competition. So what's the answer, Coach? It's a simple matter of substitution. That's a little harsh on the driver, isn't it? Not the driver, the filters. Oh, Wix filters for NASCAR and your car. It's good to know that in an era of superstars, big corporate sponsorships, and network TV deals, there's an organization that also cares about fairness and sportsmanship that realizes its fans are the sole reason for its success and knows it should never go so fast that it can't slow down if there's a good enough reason. Thanks for the autograph, Dale. This is NASCAR, and this is the way we've done things for 50 years. Green flag in the air in the Napa 500 in Martinsville. Sterling Marlin leads the field to turn two. Ken Schrader, the second-place car, all the way up the track. Opens the inside for Ricky Rudd. He was starting third. Now he's second as he dove down underneath Kenny Schrader. Also, Jeff Gordon gets by. Here's Dale Jarrett squeezing by. And Mark Martin makes a bid as well to get by Ken Schrader. Boy, a tough break for Kenny. He went flying off into the corner, determined to stay with the leader. Looked like he might have got up in the marbles just a little bit, Joe. And that's all it took. He ended up brushing the wall, then couldn't get back down. Settles back in line now. 
now, but again, he's lost about four positions in the process. Meanwhile, Sterling Marlin pulls away by about five car lengths. There's two left cars running side by side just in front of second place Ricky Rudd. Those cars being Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte door to door. It's Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and Mark Martin. Now your top five at lap 282 and for the Martinsville Speedway. This is MRN Radio. While Sterling Marlin continues to lead the Napa 500, a great race for third spot between the three contenders for the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship. Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Mark Martin racing hard there. Martin kind of got kicked out of traffic a moment ago on the back straightaway, but kept the car in one piece. Car shot down to the inside of the racetrack. Looked like it was headed right for the inside retaining wall, but Mark gathered it back in. Didn't lose any ground. He's still right up on the back bumper of Jeff Gordon in fourth. Yeah, they made pretty hard contact off turn two over there, and uh, he did a good job. Mark did keeping that car in a straight line and keeping it off the wall. While all that's going on back there, Ricky Rudd has quietly chased down the leader and has him in his sights over in turn number three. Rusty Wallace leads them all into the corner, although Rusty is many, many laps down. Sterling is the leader. Ricky Strong this time almost had thoughts of maybe giving him a little tap going into the corner. He gets underneath him for a moment down in turn one. Ricky sticks the nose of his Ford down underneath Sterling Marlin. Can't pull even though coming into the corner. Down the back straightaway again. Ricky looks to the inside. Can't pull even with Sterling Marlin, but he's right on his bumper following him into turn four. Farther back, a little contact between Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon off turn two as Mark shoved his car up underneath Gordon's to get the fourth spot away. So Mark now passed Gordon into the number four position while the leaders head up off two. Ricky Rudd again comes up off the corner, taking a lower line than Sterling Marlin does. Looks there for a moment, falls back in line, and begins to climb the banking somewhat here in turn three. Again, he'll hang on to the second spot following Marlin down to the line. Works his way back into turn number one. This time just sits right on the bumper waiting for an opening, hoping maybe Sterling will slip a little bit. He doesn't this time off the corner. And, Alan, you and I have sat here this afternoon and watched Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin kind of trade cheap metal and paint a couple of times. In fact, Jeff's been banged around pretty good ever since they opened the race this afternoon with a green flag. He's been, been kind of scraped a time or two by some other traffic also. Kind of one of those situations we, we discussed at the very top of the broadcast, Barney, where how many chances can he take? And he also knows that if he keeps all the fenders on it and keeps the wheels uh, pointed in the right direction, that he's going to have a shot at a pretty good finish here this afternoon. So Gordon right now happy to probably settle in line fifth right now uh, between Mark Martin and Ernie Irvin. Yeah, the one thing he doesn't need is a DNF, and uh, he certainly is not going to do everything he can to prevent that here this afternoon. So for the moment, things kind of settle down between Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon. Right now, Ricky Rudd, about a half a car length back, and Ricky is using a little patience there as he works his way around the corner, doesn't put a move on as we go to pit road. Jeff Bodine uh, just now got through getting some oxygen, and Jeff, uh, first of all, what happened out there? Uh, the right front wheel came off. I guess the uh, wheel studs broke. One had broken uh, the very first pit stop, so we only had four, and uh, on this kind of track, with the strain you put on those tires and wheels and studs, uh, they just all broke finally. I'm glad I didn't hit the wall. I, I felt it vibrating, so I slowed up and caught it before it hit the wall. But uh, I sure would like to still be out there driving. Uh, I heard Ricky Rudd's not feeling good out there. I like getting that car. He looks pretty strong out there. But we're going to try to fix the Phillips car. And I was just in here getting cooled off. There's no sense of uh, staying out here and being hot. I felt really good in the car. There was no problem. But uh, we're not out there now. That's a real problem. The weather, weather obviously very oppressive today. A lot of drivers uh, having a tough time. Jerry Nadeau, we went to talk to him. 
Doesn't feel like talking right now, getting some fluids and some oxygen. Said he just couldn't go any longer in the car. Really oppressive out there. The heat is unbearable today. And we've still got 205 laps to go here at Martinsville. It's not going to get any better, that's for sure. Jeff Green has just brought his car back onto the racetrack. Trouble in turn four. Ward Burton spins around in front of oncoming traffic. Bobby Hamilton goes down across the grass. Everybody else goes high. Ward Burton refires his MBNA Pontiac there on the inside of the track. Caution will fly at lap 296, and it will be the sixth one of the afternoon. Ward gets the car straightened out. He's done a little sheet metal damage to it, but we'll take it on around the racetrack. Look like one of those traffic jam-ups where somebody checked up at the front of the line. By the time it got back to Ward Burton and Rich Bickle, there was contact between Bickle's nose and Burton's back bumper that spun Ward around. He has driven the car away, but we do have the yellow flag waving for the sixth time in the race, just shy of the 300 lap mark. Alan, it, is... it could have something to do with Johnny Benton's car. He just came by with the left front tire cut down, and he was at about that same spot on the racetrack where that occurred, so possibly a problem for Benson resulted in Burton spinning here in turn three. So the caution flag waving, and now the leaders come to the opening of pit road. Just in the pits at lap 269. Let's see if any of them stop here. Sterling Marlin stays on the racetrack. Ricky Rudd stays out. The top five, six, seven... Eight, nine, looks like about everybody's going to yeah, stay out. It's on the front out. pits here on the lead lap. Here come Jeff Burton, Rich Bickle, Bobby Hamilton, and Bill Elliott in. These are drivers that are running it from a 12th spot on down, making stops in front of Winston Kelly. Uh, the crew working on the right side, the X side forward. As you say, Alan, they don't have near as much to lose. The drivers up toward the front of the pack, Ken Trader's team decided they were going to come in only if the leaders did. A four-tire stop, no visible chassis adjustments on the X side crew. They may have made... An adjustment with air pressure. He's going to get his four tires down and away. Bill Elliott goes out just behind him, and then Bobby Hamilton. Jim Phillips. On this end, only one car, and it was Rich Bickle's car. And, man, he's taking a lick in the caboose from someone out there. But uh, all the fenders are on it right now. They put four tires on him and send him back on the racetrack. Something gone wrong with Dale Jarrett's car. Jarrett running up in the top five has suddenly stopped on the back straightaway. And here comes the pace car off of turn number four is about to put him a lap down. Let's go out to the backstretch. Jarrett sitting right in the middle of the back straightaway. Here comes the pace car bringing the field by him. He certainly wasn't waiting for anybody. He still sits there as the field comes by. Dale Jarrett in trouble, dead in the water here on the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett's car continues to sit in the middle of the back straightaway over there, and now Ernie, or make that Kenny Irvin, will pull in behind him, gives him a little tap like he's going to push him around the racetrack. So Dale Jarrett, whatever the problem is, they're going to try and get him on pit road and cure it. Might Maybe the engine just shut down for whatever reason. Uh, Jim Phillips probably around that pit area down there may give us a report here in just a couple of minutes, but they are pushing him on around. Let's let's go to the pits right now. Well, it's something, something that just died on the car. They don't know if the, the ignition, the battery. DJ just called in and told Todd, I don't think it's the battery, but the car just flat stopped and died on the back straightaway. So we'll follow up as Dale Jarrett now gets pushed to pit road by his Robert Yates teammate, Kenny Irwin, and the hood goes up on the quality care machine. Jarrett running in the top five with problems here at lap 300 at Martinsville. From the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Back in Martinsville Speedway under the caution flag, sixth one of the race, Dale Jarrett's car being pushed behind the wall. And with only a couple of cars out of the race at this point, this could be could be the end 
of his hopes for the NASCAR Winston Cup championship or at least put a serious dent in them as they take his car behind the wall after it stalled on the racetrack while running in the top five here just past lap number 300. Sterling Marlin leads none of the top cars made a pit stop under this caution flag so it's Marlin, Ricky Rudd, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon and Ernie Irvin the top five. Let's go to pit road. Dale Jerry's taking off his helmet. Dale a tough tough break. Got any idea what the problem is? No, I really don't. Uh, it's just coming down the front stretch, and all of a sudden they start making a funny noise and cut off something in the engine. I don't know if it's a rocker arm or a distributor or something like that. Uh, it's unfortunate. We had a good race car and seemed to be getting it a lot better. It was pretty good right there that session, so uh, just unfortunate. So he sits behind the wheel while they work on the engine. They're taking off the valve covers right now on his quality care Ford. A couple of cars that were on the lead lap that did duck onto pit road. Rich Pickle came in just a moment ago, and I believe Bobby Hamilton also made a couple of stops as they continue to work on those cars and try to get them a little bit better here this afternoon. We're at lap 303, and we are under caution for the sixth time. Let's take a minute and give our NASCAR 50th anniversary flashback for the day. Our NASCAR Classic Finish sponsored by Parts Plus Auto Parts Stores and Car Care Centers. Not just parts, Parts Plus. September 25th, 1994, after a late charge through the field, Dale Earnhardt tries to pass Rusty Wallace for the win in the Goodies 500 at Martinsville. There goes Rusty, flaring out wide up against the outside retaining wall. Earnhardt chops it down by maybe a car link. Well, these fans are cheering Earnhardt on. They're saying, go up there, get him, get him, but I don't think he's going to be able to do it. He takes one more charge at him off turn number four, white flag. If he's got anything left, he better do it now. Rusty drops it down alongside the curving, turns one and two. Earnhardt is there, two car links behind him, not close enough to make a shot on the back straightaway. They're headed down for turn three. It's three car lengths between them. And with just about a half mile to go, here they come out of the corner. Rusty Wallace will pick up win number eight of the year. Dale Earnhardt, the Winston Cup point leader, will hang on to a second place finish. And that, friends, is what NASCAR Winston Cup racing is all about. Mark Plus, proud to be an associate sponsor of Exide Racing, Jeff Burton and his Ford Taurus, and offers many of NASCAR's officially licensed products. Not something you get at just any parts store, so stop by your local Parts Plus auto parts store or car care center, not just parts, Parts Plus. We are back under green as they race down to turns one and two and up the back straightaway. Sterling Marlin is the leader, a lap car. Bobby Labonte about to get sandwiched in between the leader and Ricky Rudd, and now Rudd will come around on the outside of Bobby Labonte. Whoa, trouble in turn two. Joe Nemechek spins in front of oncoming traffic. Everybody goes inside, outside to get by. Nemechek rights the car and keeps it going. And we stay under the green flag. Nemechek check got rammed in the back bumper by Kevin LePage and turned around. We remain under the green flag as the field heads down the backstretch. Sterling Marlin shows the way. He's got a two-car length advantage now over Ricky Rudd, who now has cleared the lap traffic. And Mark Martin's trying to get out of that lap traffic also. He hangs on to third position, works his way back into turn number one as your top three go to turn two. Single file down to the inside of the racetrack. Mark Martin takes the high side, though. He's trying to get by Bobby Labonte, finally clearing Labonte's Pontiac. Now he's in touch with the front two in turn three. Mike Bliss on pit road. The hood came up on his car after contacting that big melee off turn four. Was laid back over the windshield, but he has gotten it safely to pit road. Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, and Mark Martin, the top three. Marlin by a car length over Ricky Rudd, peeling off turn two and hitting this long back straightaway. Mark Martin, a car length back, sitting in the third spot. Then fourth place, Jeff Gordon. 
He's buried behind three lap cars. And Ernie Irvin sits back there in fifth place, right behind Jeff Gordon, trying to find a, a room to get around him. Won't be able to do it. They're all caught up in lap traffic. There's a couple of lap cars almost between every position as they go back to turn two. Gordon looks for a chance to get by the first of those cars. That'll be Mike Skinner. Skinner goes wide up off the corner. Gordon sticks the nose of his car down to the inside of turn three to try to clear the lap traffic. Here's Ricky Rudd looking under Sterling Marlin for the race lead off turn four down the front stretch. Looks for a little bit of running room on the low side of one. Marlin drifts up just a tad off turn number two. Inside lane is open for Ricky. What can he do? Can't quite pull even at the end of the back straight away. He tucks back in line, single file. Ricky's making him do a lot of driving in that rear view mirror for the last four or five laps around. He's put a move on him a half a dozen times a day, just has not been able to get around him and take away the lead, at least not in the juncture of the races where he's had fresh rubber on the car and a good tank of fuel. Presses him again off turn two. Ricky looks to the inside of Sterling for a chance to pull even. Can't quite make it stick. Again, single file. They both hug the inside of the track in turn four. Here's Rudd with a better run this time up off of four. Tries to poke the nose of his car up inside. He's just barely got the fender in there into one. Still got the inside lane. That's what he wanted to accomplish. He got Marlin shoved up to the high side. It's a drag race down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd with a favorite lane down on the inside of the track. Marlin battling back on the outside. No, it's not over yet. Now Ricky gets a good run coming off the corner. This time, Sterling stands in the throttle, thinks better of it, not going to force the issue as caution comes onto the speedway. Believe there is debris on the racetrack that has come off of the Mike Bliss car. And so we have caution as Ricky Rudd comes to the stripe and reclaims the lead in this Napa 500 at lap number 313. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR Racing. Live coverage of the Napa 500 from Martinsville on Motor Racing Network. Glad that you've joined us. Alan Bestwick here with Barney Hall. Joe Moore on the back straightaway. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder in the pit and garage areas. We have just gone under the caution flag for the seventh time in this event for some debris on the racetrack, and that will slow the race once more with Ricky Rudd beating Sterling Marlin to the caution to take over the top spot. Well, we've had a little more than our share of yellow flags here in the last hour or so at Martinsville, and we've had some super good racing at the front of the field all afternoon. Ricky Rudd again jumping getting around, taking advantage of the caution flag. Now Sterling drops back to second. Mark Martin's hanging right up there in third. He's going to move Jeff Gordon up to fourth again. And back in fifth right now is Ernie Irvin as he continues to have a good run. Terry Labonte has overcome adversity a couple of times in the early part. Almost went a lap down and has worked his way back up to the front of the field. He currently is in sixth position. So the caution has been a break a time or two for Terry here this afternoon. Just a couple of lead lap cars pitting under the yellow flag. Winston Kelly. Well, the Skull Chevrolet, one of them. He just took two times last time this time he's getting four tires and fuel the car still just a little bit loose for Kenny's liking his best finish here is fourth he hopes to improve on that today Joe Nemechek on pit road as well with that skirmish that you talked about a little bit earlier some damage to the left rear of the car just behind the left rear tire and some of the debris Allen came off of his of his car that caused this caution the Jerry Nadeau car has just gone back onto the racetrack we'll get Marty Snyder to check with the Cartoon Network team and make sure that that is Jerry that is behind the wheel after he got out of the car and was uh, somewhat overheated a little bit uh, earlier in the event 
Right now, out of the caution, let's give you the full field rundown. Just past 300 laps. Ricky Rudd's out in front. Sterling Marlin is second. Mark Martin, third. Jeff Gordon, fourth. And Ernie Irvin, fifth. Terry Labonte is sixth. Brett Bodine is seventh. Wally Dallenback, eighth. Jeff Burton, ninth. And Rich Bickle, tenth. Eleventh is Bill Elliott. Steve Park is twelfth. Bobby Hamilton, thirteenth. Ken Schrader, fourteenth. And now Joni Macek, last on the lead lap in 15th position. 16th is Johnny Benson. Bobby Hamilton is 17th. Chad Little, 18th. Mike Skinner, 19th. And Ted Musgrave, 20th. Uh, Ted Musgrave's car now being driven by Steve Grissom. Todd Bodine is 21st. And Ward Burton is 22nd. The last car one lap down. Rick Mast is 23rd. Darrell Waltrip, 24th. And Dale Earnhardt, 25th. They're two laps down. Running four laps down, Jimmy Spencer in the uh, 27th position. Michael Waltrip in 28th. Jeremy Mayfield, four laps down in 29th. Mike Bliss, six laps down in 30th, along with Dave Marcus in 31st. Running nine laps down is Kyle Petty in 32nd. 11 laps down, Kenny Irwin in 33rd. Derek Cope is 13 laps down in 34th. Rusty Wallace is 15 laps down in 35th. Dale Jarrett's behind the wall. Jeff Green, Dick Trickle, and Jerry Nadeau back on the track after being behind the wall. Jeff Bodine is currently back in the garage area. John Andretti, Dennis Setzer both on the racetrack after time behind the wall. The only car retired from the event, Kenny Wallace, went out after 150 laps, and he'll finish today in 43rd. Field was just given the indication we're about to go back to green flag racing here next time around. Just to confirm it, Jim Phillips, uh, Dale Jarrett is out for the day, for the afternoon. Uh, they're still working on his car, Barney. is sent behind the wall. One note here, Hut Strickland has a tied driver's uniform on. He's sitting in Ricky Rudd's pit. Might come in uh, handy a little bit later on if Ricky can't make it. But Hut Strickland is in Ricky Rudd's pit right now with a driver's uniform on. Jim, the word that I get uh, from Dale Jarrett's crew member is a, it's a camshaft that's out, and he is out for the day. So Dale Jarrett, who is third in the Winston Cup points chase, is behind the wall and apparently through for the afternoon. Pace car behind the pit wall. We're set to go back racing. Ricky Rudd, the leader, takes the green flag and takes off to turn number one. He'll get away from Sterling Marlin by a couple of car lengths and go out front single file all by himself. Ricky Rudd gets a good jump, works his way off turn number two as Sterling Marlin is still dealing with lap traffic. He's racing alongside Bobby Labonte. Further back, Mark Martin, the third place man. Fourth place, Jeff Gordon. And fifth place, Ernie Irvin. All those cars trapped to the outside lane trying to clear traffic. We do have confirmation that it is Jerry Nadeau behind the wheel of the Cartoon Network machine back in the race as the second, third, and fourth place cars try and clear lap traffic. Still working the high side of the racetrack. Working on that here. Sterling Marlin finally getting by Bobby Labonte. Now Mark Martin clears Labonte's car, swinging down to the inside of the racetrack in turn three. Bobby's been up there all day. Bobby Labonte a lap down, trying to get himself back, and so far he hasn't been able to do it. If they can get that car dialed in every time on those restarts, he's been at the front of the field, just hasn't been able to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. It is Ricky Rudd leading. He works his way down the back straightaway, four car lengths ahead of Sterling Marlin. Back in third place right now rides Mark Martin, then the lap car of Bobby Labonte. Jeff Gordon is fourth in fifth position. That will be Ernie Irvin a little further back right now, uh, riding along, trying to get out of that lap traffic to Joe Morris, Terry Labonte. Bunch of those cars really working hard to clear themselves of the lap traffic. Mark Martin finally getting by. He's starting to put a little bit of pressure on Sterling Marlin for the second spot. Further back, we've seen Ernie Irvin bending a little sheet metal with Mike Skinner trying to get by that car. He wants to get up there with Jeff Gordon and go after the fourth position. Ernie Irvin running in fifth. Skinner right now running in 18th. One lap down to the race leader. Ricky Rudd with about five car. Oh, Chad Little spins around in turn one. Big jam up behind him. Those cars go to the outside, to the inside trying to get by. Little sitting right in the middle of the racetrack as they're working four and five wide to clear him. 
Finally, here comes John Andretti driving down low. Little gets his car refired and drives away. Caution is on the speedway. It comes out immediately. It will be the eighth one of the afternoon that might have started right here in the front straightaway with contact between a couple of cars going off into the corner down toward Joe Moore. Matter of fact, the contact's still going on, Barney. It's between Mike Skinner and Ernie Irvin. I mentioned last time they came off turn number three here, they made contact. Then when they went into the corner, Skinner ran into the rear of Irvin. They're still beating and banging on one another here on the back straightaway. And they're still kind of bouncing off each other there with Skinner uh, giving Irvin a shove and the NASCAR officials uh, offering uh, admonishment from the control tower down to the various uh, pits involved. We see the caution flag for the eighth time in the race. Do any of the leaders pit here? Well, Ernie Irvin will come down pit road at lap 324. Let's cover the stop of the pole-winning car, Irvin, who is fifth at the moment before making this pit stop, Jim Phillips. Well, I'll tell you what, he's got a lot of sheet metal damage. Uh, start with the front of it, and then on the left side, the left front fender's kind of caved in. They're going to pull that away. He's got, all the way down the left side, you've got tire marks. So uh, uh, quite a bit of sheet metal damage. Doesn't look like the toe end was uh, knocked out of place for uh, Ernie Irvin, the pole sitter today. And they're changing the left side tires now and pulling away the sheet metal. So tough break for Ernie Irvin, though, because he loses track position. Caution is on the speedway here at Martinsville at lap 325. Hey, I can spot a tough case of athlete's foot from the 50-yard line or my name isn't Madden. You know what I mean. First you get that itching, then the cracking, and listen to this, even burning. Now that's when you want a medicine that acts tough. That's this. Boom. Tough actin' tenactin'. Clinically proven tenactin cures even the tough cases of athlete's foot. No wonder it's recommended by pharmacists. Got a tough case of athlete's foot? Get this. Tough actin' tenactin. Use only as directed. This is for you, my darling. Oh, Michelle, you are so beautiful, as lovely as can be. So gentle and understanding, so I know you'll forgive me. Even though I missed you Saturday, I held you in my heart. I swear it wasn't my fault. My, my car wouldn't start. A dead battery can leave you out in the cold any time of the year. So get America's most trusted battery. Police, I want to report a prowler. Die hard. What's under your hood? Sunday, October 11th, NASCAR Winston Cup Series racing from the Talladega Super Speedway. Live coverage of the Winston 500 begins at 12.45 p.m. Eastern on MRN Radio. One of the cars who had been on the lead lap now behind the wall, Jim Phillips. Well, Wally Dallenbach's back here. Wally, you had a great run going. What happened? Oh, Martinsville. Guys, you know, lap down or laps down, racing with the leaders, and everybody checked up in front of me, and... uh, Looks like we punctured the radiator. It's too bad the butt guys had a great car for me. And for a change, I was having fun out at Martinsville. So it's going to ruin a good day. Uh, they are going to have to replace the radiator on Wally Dallenbach's car. He's behind the wall as we work the caution flag at lap 327, 173 to go. And for the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Ernie Irvin and Brett Bodine, the only lead lap cars to make pit stops out of this caution flag. Bodine 13th and Irvin 14th on the restart. It'll be Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, and Terry Labonte, the top five, followed by Jeff Burton, Rich Bickle, Bill Elliott, Steve Park, and Bobby Hamilton, Ken Schrader, Joe Nemechek, Brett Bodine, and Ernie Irvin round out the lead lap. And Bobby Labonte is the first of the lap cars to the inside of Ricky Rudd. And Bobby was about to jump the restart there and try to take a shot at Ricky Rudd, backed out. 
and didn't do it as Ricky takes off for turn number one. Let's see if they can kind of keep their tempers under control for a lap or two. They're back in two. Ricky gets a good run, not quite as big a jump as he did on the last restart. Now one car spins around. It is Mike Skinner on the back straightaway, loops it about three times in front of oncoming traffic. Everybody scatters to get by. There's damage to Chad Little's car. Tough break for Brent Bodine. He's crashed in the front end of the paychecks Ford. A lot of smoke. Here's now Chad Little again spinning in turn four. I believe that's his own oil that he is spinning in as the caution is on the speedway. Jam up on the restart. Mike Skinner, it looked like, got uh, a little bit in trouble off the corner and then was helped to finish off his trouble with a little contact from the Jimmy Spencer machine. And he went for a ride. And then the big jam up after that, the Brett Bodine and Chad Little cars were damaged. And it looks like the whole backside of the racetrack has been oiled down, Joe Moore. Good bit back here. Also damaged in that Ward Burton. He passes us with a lot of right side damage on his car. Chad Little's car is just boiling smoke off of it. He's taking it directly back behind the wall. And yet we've got oil spread all over this back straightaway. And what had been a relatively calm afternoon for the last uh, hour or so suddenly changes here at Martinsville in the last 15 or 20 minutes. We are under caution again. It is the ninth time we have seen the yellow flag fly again when Mike Skinner got crossed up going down the back straightaway, got tagged and collected. Uh, Jimmy Spencer was the cat that ran into him from the rear. Ward Burton got a little piece of it. So did Chad Little and so did Brett Bodine. That is a heartbreaker for Brett Bodine. He's behind the wall. He was going to have a good finish here today and he really needed it. Not going to happen now. Was running so very well. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series and NASCAR Bush Series are at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Next weekend, Bud Pole qualifying begins the action there on Wednesday night. Motor Racing Network off next weekend. We're back in two weeks at Talladega Super Speedway for Winston 500 weekend that starts Friday, October 9th with Bud Pole qualifying at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Then Sunday, the 11th of October, two weeks from today, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series at the world's fastest speedway for the Winston 500. The next round of the Winston Noble 5, one of five drivers could collect a million-dollar bonus with a win, and our broadcast begins at 12.45 Eastern Time. We move on from there to Daytona Beach, Florida, for the Pepsi 400, Saturday, October the 17th. That is at uh, 7.45 in the evening. Earlier that day, the NASCAR Bush Series, Gateway International Raceway event, the CarQuest 250, live on MRN Radio. That's October 17th. Phoenix International Raceway and the Duraloop 500 by Kmart comes up on Sunday, the uh, 25th of October, here on Motor Racing Network. We'll wrap up the uh, month of October and begin November at the North Carolina Speedway in Rockingham, the AC Delco 400 on Sunday, November 1st. We round out our race event broadcast on Sunday, the 15th of November at the Homestead Miami Speedway as the NASCAR Busch Series champion is crowned in the Jiffy Loop 300. And, of course, we'll bring you live coverage of the NASCAR Awards Night from New York City on Friday, December the 4th. Ticket offices for all the uh, remaining races open throughout the week. Make your plans to join us as the race for the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship as well as the NASCAR Busch Series crown comes down to its final weeks. Here at Martinsville, we are under caution. 166 laps to go in the event here this afternoon. Let's get a report from Jim Phillips. Well, Brett Bodine's car is kind of like one of these deals. Where do you start on the front of it? The oil cooler's uh, been uh, knocked in. It's got the pouring oil out of it. The radiator's going to have to be replaced. The step, uh, Brett is uh, sitting in the car. Let's see. Brett, you had high hopes today. What happened? Uh, just, you know, they bottlenecked up there on the back straightaway and uh, just couldn't get stopped. Yeah, it's just one of those deals. You get you get yourself in the back, and uh, you, you know you, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And we couldn't ever get any track position. You know that was a really killing us. And uh, but we had a decent car. Uh, Could have been better. But uh, we'll just get them in Charlotte next week with the paychecks forward. 
tell you, like Friday afternoon, he said, guys, I, I think I can win this race if I get some, uh, some breaks Sunday, and it's just a tough break for this team. Over to the backside. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. Well, we're going to get a word with Chad Little, but he is surveying the damage of the uh, John Deere Ford right now, and uh, the damage is pretty bad. Lots of oil everywhere, oil all on the hood, under, underneath the hood, and all over the engine. So uh, it's a long cleanup for Chad Little. We'll give it a word with him in uh, just a moment. Tough break for Mike Skinner, too. Mike uh, was not running all that strong up toward the front of the field, but he's had more than his share of accidents and got caught up in problems all season long. Many, many times, not to his uh, own making, but it's just been a tough day for him here at Martinsville. Been a pretty good day for Mark Martin, running in third right now, just one spot ahead of Jeff Gordon, who runs fourth. Mark, not all that impressive in the early laps of the race, running back about 17th or so in line after starting 13th, but he has slowly worked his way toward the front. Again, now running third, Winston Kelly is in the Valvoline pits. Yeah, Jimmy Finning had just uh, leaned down to talk to us. One of the NASCAR officials got his attention and needed to talk to him about something. But as you said, Alan, the car's gotten a whole lot better, Jimmy. What kind of changes have you made? Uh, we did air pressure and uh, chassis, a uh, little bite, uh, tighten it up a little bit. But I don't know. It's a long ways to go. That 10 and 40 are pretty fast. What's he saying about the car right now? Nothing right now. We're just riding it out. It's a long ways to go. You know, it is Martinsville. Jimmy Finning, the crew chief on the Valvoline Ford, a long way to go. So over 160 laps. Uh, Mark not saying a whole lot about how the car is handling, but they have continued to improve it all day long. So he'll be there hounding on Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin, before the end of the day. Still under caution. They're cleaning up now up in turn three and four. Ricky Rudd is the leader. Sterling Marlin lines up right behind him. Then it will be Mark Martin back in third place. Jeff Gordon will line up fourth. Terry Labonte will be in fifth position when they restart them and it looks like jeff burton will be sixth of course ricky rudd the race leader trying to continue this streak he has right now at 15 consecutive years on the nascar winston cup tour with at least one win per season and with just seven races to go in the year been a lot of talk with ricky about whether or not that streak will be able to be extended i asked him if he was surprised people are as interested in that as the rest of us uh, you know as as we are if it's really that big a deal to him as it seems to be to the outside world well, it is kind of strange, I guess. Uh, you know, it's just, it, for many years, I never really thought much about it. I always, we just raced to try to win everything we were in, and you settle for what you could get. And I guess just out of this way the circumstances would fall, it seems like, fortunately, we'd always end up winning one some kind of way before the year was out. And I guess a lot of fans take notice of that, even if they're not particularly, say, a Ricky Rudd fan this time of year. Maybe the, I think they, they tend to try to watch and see, well, let's see if he can do it again. Kind of our version of uh, the Iron Man streak uh, there that uh, uh, Mark McGuire is on, the home run streak. Everybody kind of pays attention to Ricky Rudd, it seems like, when we get down to the end of the season to see if he's going to be able to keep that going. I asked Ricky to talk about where his team's at in terms of becoming winning contenders every week. They've had kind of a tough year. I think we've made a lot of progress. I think right now on a given week, if we don't have problems, it seems like we have a lot of problems, uh, whether it be... Uh, mechanical failures or on-the-track problems. But actually, once the race gets going, we hover somewhere between a 5th to a 12th-place car if, if everything goes our way. We're not a winning team just yet, but we're a 5th to 12th, which is big strides from where we were, say, you know, four months ago. Uh, we've had problems in the pits. We've been making some changes in there trying to get that worked out. We've had some mechanical failures that uh, I don't really blame on equipment. I, I blame it on the way we prepare the car. Uh, we've got checklists. We do all the things we're supposed to, but freak things like brake lines breaking and things like that, hanging brake lines, catching on a sway bar, but just a lot of freak things. But uh, those are things we've got to work on. Uh, my number one goal was to get this team up where it, it's competitive again. 
And again, it's not a it's not a winning car, but it's a top ten car now. If we don't have any problems, and still got to go to work on that. Right now, today it appears like it is very much a contender to win here. Rudd has been solid all weekend, qualifying in the outside of the front row and leading this event with 160 laps left and one lap remaining before we go back racing. Yeah, I'd have to say, Ricky is certainly a contender here this afternoon. The cleanup crews have uh, just about finished their work. They give the indication they're about to put them back under green, and it will be Ricky at the head of the pack. Sterling Marlin lines up right behind him, followed by Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte. Then it's back to Jeff Burton and Rich Bickle. Those cars on the lead lap as a pace car picks up a little speed up in turn number four, about to ease in behind the pit wall. The one of the cleanup trucks going to race him down pit road. We're going to stay yellow for another lap. Yeah, they waved off the restart just to get uh, another lap to run through some of the considerable amount of oil dry that has been dropped on the speedway uh, under this caution by the uh, cars of Brett Bodine and Chad Little. Check out the MRN Radio uh, site on the NASCAR online phone browser. It's one nine hundred five NASCAR. If you miss NASCAR today or NASCAR Garage or NASCAR Live or just want some information about your local MRN radio affiliate, it's the NASCAR online phone browser at one nine hundred five NASCAR. A dollar forty nine a minute. You can also access NASCAR timing and scoring live right from your telephone. Daily insider news, complete race weekend previews, trivia, games, contests, results and standings. The NASCAR online phone browser at 1-900-5-NASCAR. Stay a lap ahead of the rest. Good day's work here also for Bill Elliott. He currently, his team's got him back up there in eighth place, and Bobby Hamilton's team has scrambled all day to put him back up in tenth as the green flag goes back in the air. Ricky Rudd comes up through the gearbox, takes him down to turn one. Ricky Rudd jumps down in front of Bobby Labonte, the first of the lap cars occupying the inside lane. Sterling Marlin with his hands full, though, trying to go to the outside of Bobby Labonte. Labonte also dealing with Jimmy Spencer, who sneaks underneath him. Here goes Sterling now, clearing the lap line of cars. Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon get together momentarily. Martin with a little bobble up off of four while Jimmy Spencer beats on the back bumper of Bobby Labonte. Bobby the first car one lap down. Spencer the first car two laps down. Here's Sterling Martin looking underneath Ricky Rudd up off the corner. Settles back in line behind him in single file. Further back Mark Martin all over Bobby Labonte trying to get by and Jeff Gordon blocked by Jimmy Spencer in trying to clear the traffic. Right now the lap traffic is the factor from third place on back. They're just trying to get clear of that to get up there and chase down Ricky Rudd and Sterling Martin. They go back to turn two. Labonte, the fifth-place man, climbs the banking with Jeff Burton, the sixth-place man, right behind him. They're also boxed in. They'll go to the outside of Dale Earnhardt to clear and try to catch up to the front runners. About to complete lap 345, 155 to go here in Martinsville. Ricky Rudd leads the Napa 500. Every time I come to a NASCAR race, I'm reminded of my Uncle Earl. He is responsible for one of the biggest changes in automotive history. See, my uncle wasn't like other race car drivers. He was, well... Wider. <laughs> oh, this car is too narrow. I can't fit. Well, then don't you worry, Earl. We'll make it wider. Uncle Earl's crew worked day and night to get him in that car. And because they made it wider, it cornered and gripped the track better. It wasn't long before Uncle Earl was winning race after race. And every time he won, he'd yell to the crowd. Wider is better. It's official now. Wider is better. The 1998 Wide Track Grand Prix. The official pace car of the Daytona 500 and NASCAR's 50th anniversary. Its wheels are set wide to connect all available 240 supercharged horses to the road for a quicker pass on any track. Too bad Uncle Earl isn't around to drive this new Grand Prix. I know exactly what he'd say. Oh, wider is better. The Wide Track Grand Prix. Driving excitement by Pontiac. 
Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin, and Mark Martin, the top three, single file, clear of lap traffic. Great race going on for fifth between Terry Labonte and Jeff Burton as we work now with 152 laps to go in the Napa 500 for the Martinsville Speedway. This is MRN Radio. 13 cars on the lead lap with 352 laps complete in the Napa 500 in Martinsville. Ricky Rudd is the leader. He's got close company behind him in second. Sterling Marlin, the man sitting right behind Ricky Rudd, as close as he's been in a while. Marlin has taken a couple of runs at Ricky so far, not able to pull up alongside. These have been the two dominant cars here at Martinsville this afternoon. Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin having swapped the lead back and forth a few times, although Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin have been up there and in striking distance. They haven't really asserted themselves that strong as the laps are kind of winding down into the tail end of this race. 353 are on the board, and that will give us 147 to go. Ricky Rudd leads back into turns three and four. Sterling sits about a half a car length behind him. A little further back, the lap car of Bobby Labonte in between the third and fourth place car, which would be Mark Martin and Jeff Gordon. Good scramble going on a little further back, Joe Moore, in the field for about sixth, seventh, and eighth. Yeah, cars like uh, Rich Beckel back there working around some lap traffic. He got by Terry Labonte several laps ago. Labonte had restarted in the fifth position. Bickle made the move. Jeff Burton also made the move to get by him. Burton has now moved away. He's closing in on fourth place, Jeff Gordon. They work across the start-finish line and complete lap 355. Over to the back uh, pits, a couple of cars have had repairs made and come back out onto the racetrack. That would be the Jeff Bodine machine who returns to the race, though running almost 100 laps down to the leader. Wally Dallenbeck is also uh, back into the race. He is 24 laps down to the race leader. Chad Little's car work continues on that, though, as uh, they continue to try and get that machine back out. Let's get a word there for Marty Snyder. Work continues, but it's going to be a long cleanup. Chad, what happened? Yeah, you got me. I just saw you know, everyone just slowed down and... Um... Uh, I don't have a clue. Maybe you can let me know. I know that obviously something happened up in front because everyone really dynamited the brakes. And I ran into the back of the 11 car hard enough to, you know, wrap the radiator around the oil cooler and around the front of the motor. So I got to change all that. But, man, I was really pleased with the car and all the John Deere people. I uh, want to say thank you to them because, uh, you know, we didn't start all of that good, but we made a couple adjustments and the car really was good. I think we had a top 15 car today. When you wrap the radio around the oil cooler, it spilled oil everywhere. Long cleanup if they're going to be able to get Chad Little back in this race. And Chad can be like a lot of drivers here at Martinsville. A lot of times there will be a kind of a chain reaction, and you won't, you won't know until after the race what really triggered it or what started it until somebody tells you, just like he said. Good race going on right now between Terry Labonte and Bobby Hamilton and Bill Elliott. All three of those crews have really worked to get their cars back in contention here for a top ten finish at Martinsville this afternoon. Pretty good scramble down in turn one among those three. And also for the fourth position, a change there as Jeff Burton swept out of the inside of Jeff Gordon and picked up the fourth spot. Meanwhile, back there between Terry Labonte and Bill Elliott, they continue going at it side by side. Elliott with the outside lane in turn three. Elliott trying to move up around Terry and take that position away. They come to the start-finish line now. It is Bobby Hamilton having moved around Terry to take the seventh spot. Now Elliott trying to take eighth away from the 96 champ. Elliott climbs the banking off turn number two, goes to the outside of Terry Labonte. Labonte has been falling back since his most recent restart. Once again, under attack. This time, it is the McDonald's car going after him off turn four. Terry's car is good enough to hug the inside of the racetrack. He's going to make Bill Elliott go around on the outside if he gives up a, a, a position on the speedway as they work their way back to turn number two. At the front of the field, Ricky Rudd continues to try and hold off Sterling Marlin. Sterling's been looking around the outside the last four or five laps around. Actually pulled a fender up alongside a couple of times off turn number four. They're back in one. Single file hugging the inside lane of the racetrack. And Ricky, on all the previous restarts this afternoon when he was leading, was able to pull away from 
Sterling. This time, since the restart, Sterling's been right there all over the rear deck of the Tide Ford. Take another car off the lead lap and another car out of the race. Separately, though, Joe Nemechek is on pit road. Hood up on the Bell South car. He had been on the lead lap, and Rick Mast has driven his car to his hauler here in the uh, turn four end of the front stretch pit road. And uh, they have rolled the Remington machine right up out of the lift gate. He's apparently out of the race. Challenge for the lead. Sterling finally got the inside lane up alongside Ricky Rudd. He goes back out in front here in Martinsville. Dived underneath him going off into turn number three. Now Ricky comes right back off turn number four. He's going to race him to turn number one and try to get underneath him in the corner. Ricky tries to get the inside lane, but Marlon drives it in deeper. He'll hold him off this time. Marlon with the top spot. Ricky settles back into the second spot behind him here on the back stretch. Winston Kelly, an update on the problems for Joe Nemechek and uh, or Rick Mast. Well, he just radioed in a little bit ago, said he thought the engine went sour, but it is still running. He brought it down onto pit road. Scott Eccleston and the crew have been working up underneath the hood, but they don't know what the problem is. On the Remington Ford, Rick Mast has pulled it up to the end of the hauler. He's climbed out of the car. We'll see if we can ease back here. He's already gotten into the hauler, so we'll get a comment from Rick in just a moment. Kenny Schrader still very much having a decent run here at Martinsville. Schrader started back in 18th position. He's run as high as maybe second a couple of times, but currently he has fallen back to 10th. Bill Elliott, who started 20th, has had a good day here. His team has really worked to get him going well. He currently is being posted in eighth position. There are now 366 laps complete. Sterling Marlin leads. Ricky Rudd, Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, your top five. Then Rich Bickle is sixth. Bobby Hamilton seventh. Eighth is Bill Elliott. Terry Labonte is ninth, and Ken Schrader runs tenth. Leaders got some company. Here comes Jeff Burton on the charge. Marlin slips wide off two. Ricky Rudd gets a look down on the inside for a chance to come back and challenge for the lead, but Marlin beats him into the corner, but now it's three of them going at it. Marlon, Rudd, and Jeff Burton. And maybe if Mark Martin can get around the lap car of Bobby Labonte, he can get up there and make it a three, four-way scramble over in turn two. Down on the inside of the racetrack, the leaders go. They've cleared lap traffic for a while. Burton sneaks up on the rear deck of Ricky Rudd. Looks first to the inside and peeks to the outside. Can't make the move. In three, though, he'll try to pull to the outside of Rudd. All of a sudden, Jeff Burton's car has come alive here as we're inside of 150 laps to go. He's charged up through the top five to third position. Now on the move, trying to get second outside of Ricky Rudd. Sterling Marlin pulls away by three car lengths as the second place battle heats up on the back straightaway. Here's Jeff Burton slinging up to the outside of the racetrack. He'll pick off the spot from Rudd, although Rudd battles back off four. Well, he may not be able to do it. If you earn a position here around the outside, you get it the hard way, and that's what Jeff Burton is about to do as he goes back to one. Burton is going to get the position now, but he's still up on the high side of the racetrack. Rudd has a chance to come back. Instead, he'll fall back in line, take it up to third position, coming back to the turn three. Brett Bodine comes back from behind the wall as Joe Nemechek's car apparently is going to be retired from the race. Winston Kelly? Well, he's sitting in the car taking his helmet off. Joe, you had a good run going. What happened? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we, after we got in a couple of those uh, wrecks, everybody kind of piled into each other. We started running hot, and I think we, we uh, something happened inside the motor. We either burn a head up or burn a head gasket or something, but yeah, we were running 240 to 260, but there was nothing we could do about it. So, uh, hey, I got to thank Bell South for long. These guys gave me a killer piece. Surprised it run that long, but uh, we were running really good. You know, we were going to have a top 10 finish, and uh, it's just good to be running good again. They were running good, overheating problems because of some contact on the track. That's the same thing that happened to the Remington Ford during that accident that Mike Skinner was involved in. It ended up poking a hole in the radiator on the Remington Ford. 
ended up putting him out of the race for the day. Ricky Rudd beginning to fade back a little bit right now. He was up there challenging a moment ago. Now he's all the way back to third position and losing a little ground very shortly. Jeff Gordon is going to chase him down as we go back to pit road. Curly Marlins heart skipped a beat or two because the ignition box went dead. Luckily, had a second one. He switched it over. That's the reason for the jam up there voluntarily. He lost power, but he switched to the backup ignition box. Curly Marlin still leads. All right, so Sterling Marlin now without a backup. Maybe another heat-related problem here on the afternoon. Mark Martin's had a couple of problems the last few laps also. He's lost a couple of positions. Jeff Gordon and Rich Bickle have gotten by him, kicking Mark back to sixth. The leaderboard, Sterling Marlin, Jeff Burton, Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and Rich Bickle with 125 laps to go in Martinsville. In some sports, fans clap to show their support. In others, they scream and shout at the top of their lungs. But in NASCAR, while a fan can do all these things, all they really got to do is drink Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Guaranteed to make this the most refreshing NASCAR season ever. NASCAR, refreshed by Coca-Cola. Every weekend, Dale Earnhardt and Rick Mass demand the best when they're gunning on racetracks across America. And when they're gunning off the track, they don't expect anything less. For plinking and small game hunting, Dale and Rick reach for the new Remington 597 auto-loading 22 rifle with an advanced trigger system for consistent pull, twin rail bolt guide for smooth functioning, and a staggered clip for reliable feeding. The Remington 597 keeps them right on target. Highly accurate, ultra-reliable. Remington. Sterling Marlin, the race leader, has plenty of company. Jeff Burton has run him down and is right on his back deck, trying to get the top spot away. We'll have 120 laps to go, and the leaders come back to the stripe next time by as uh, they work lap traffic off turn two. Working down on the inside of the racetrack. Here they come now, streaming down this back straightaway, swinging wide to get by Dave Marcus's car. Jeff Burton inches off the rear deck of Sterling Marlin. Jeff's had a couple of chances to get inside and outside for the moment. He's just using a little patience and kind of sitting there as we go to the pits. And indications are, Barney, that Sterling Marlin's alternator has quit working. That means it's not putting any power out, so that could mean problems later on for Sterling. You can run a while without an alternator if you turn off all the pumps and, and everything that pulls power from the battery. But we still got 120 laps to go here in Martinsville. And on a day like uh, today in Martinsville, where the temperature is about 93 degrees right now, you can't turn off all those pumps and fans without something else going wrong in a very short while. 381 down for the Martinsville Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Sterling Marlin leads the Napa 500, maybe in trouble. His car with an alternator perhaps sputtering, the car wiggling down the front stretch. Probably not related to that. He had a little trouble getting up off of four, but Jeff Burton is there to try and take the lead. Burton peeks to the inside, coming off turn two now. Halfway down the back straightaway, Burton finally plants his forward to the inside of Marlin. Side by side for the lead off turn four. Jeff Burton has pressed him hard for the last 10 or 12 laps around. Almost made it pay off through four. Had a fender alongside, has to back off. Now they go into the number one corner door to door. Burton drives it in deep on the inside lane. Tries to get the good run off turn two this time. Side by side with Marlin, uh, Marlin on the outside. 
wide, and into turn number three, finally Jeff Burton squeezes by. Marlin's going to need a little Merlin's magic if he's going to keep Jeff Burton behind him now. Sterling's car just seeming to kind of die halfway down the straightaway, and that's where Burton was running by him. Jeff Burton out front for the first time in the event here at lap 387, and I would say that's where that electrical problem is kicking in there, Barney. The car just not making the power now that it would be if it was up to full steam. No, you got to get uh, quite a bit of fire into those uh, engines to, to kind of keep them up there, the kind of horsepower you need here coming off that straightaway, turning about anywhere from 89 to 9,000 RPMs. But he hasn't given up. He goes after the leader again in turn two. Looks down on the inside for a chance to get by. Marlin is there and racing down the back straightaway. He'll go back out front. Jeff Burton slipped way wide down in turns one and two, and so he gives up the lead to Sterling Marlin, who now goes back out in front two laps after giving up the top spot to Burton. Some great racing in behind them, but we'll follow the duel for the lead as there's lap traffic involved now. Sterling Marlin goes to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Wallace many laps down, just in front of the race leaders. He has the inside lane. Here comes Burton again, challenging back to the top spot. Jeff Burton down to the inside of the racetrack tries to get up alongside Sterling, and both those cars are really kind of kicking around. That front end jumping all over the place. Burton goes after Sterling again. They may touch in turn one. Jeff Burton dives to the inside of the racetrack, but his car is pushing up somewhat. Makes a bit of contact with Sterling Marlin. They gather it back in. Burton beats him to the end of the back straightaway. Back out front goes Jeff Burton. So Burton leads two laps. Marlin leads two more laps. Now Burton back out in front of the race as they come to the stripe and here comes Ricky Rudd quickly closing in from behind. Jeff Gordon also looming larger in the leader's mirrors. Ricky Rudd in the third position now falling in line right behind Jeff Burton as they pick their way through traffic. Marlin goes to the outside of Bobby Labonte. Rudd's going to challenge him for third off turn four. Ricky dives down to the inside of Sterling. Front end of the car kind of washes around a little bit. Who may come out of this uh, best of all as far as getting a good break in this race could be Bobby Labonte. Bobby stayed right up there with him. Now he's just behind the leader and he might get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. His car is working about as good as the front three up there. They all go back to turn number three work their way off the corner. Here comes Jeff Burton off the turn and here comes Bobby Labonte trying to put himself back on the tail end of the lead lap and he may do it in one. Bobby Labonte's got the inside lane. Does squeeze out in front of race leader Jeff Burton so he's back on the tail end of the lead lap but now has to go all the way around the racetrack or better yet wait for a caution. Meanwhile just behind here comes Ricky Rudd. Looks like he wants a piece of the top spot once again. Jeff Burton's car is kind of erratic. One lap it'll be right at the bottom of the racetrack. The next lap it's all the way up the track and he's got his hand Hands full wrestling it around, and here's Ricky Rudd right on Burton's back bumper for the lead. Both cars down to the inside of the track, but both having to hold up a bit. There are two cars just ahead that are racing side by side, Jeff Green and Bobby Labonte. Both Jeff Burton and Ricky Rudd down on the inside this time in turns three and four. Sterling continues to slow. He was in the lead a moment ago. He has an alternator problem. He's beginning to drop back, now goes down to the inside of the racetrack, and Jeff Gordon has thoughts of trying to take a position away over in turn two. Gordon goes to the outside of Sterling Marlin. This will be the race for the third position. Marlin holds his ground down on the inside, but slows a bit on the back straightaway. Gordon flashes by to pick off that position. Yeah, Marlin's car is just dying about halfway down the straightaway and not uh, got the uh, kind of horsepower momentum it needs. Now he'll lose a couple of more spots. Rich Bickle's going to go up to his outside. Here comes Bobby Hamilton to the top side of Marlin. Sterling Marlin doing all he can to hang on with what he's got left here. Coming down the back straight away but it's not enough. Here they come streaming by Rich Bickle, Bobby Hamilton now Mark Martin pulls up to the outside of Marlin. 
Sterling's car doesn't have any punch at all coming off the corners. He gets through the turn about as well as he has most of the day, but once they hit the straightaway, he loses a spot. Mark Martin goes by, and they get clipped down in turn number one, almost spin them out in front of Joe Moore. Mark Martin saved the car, but he did slide up the banking. That could have easily been a miss. Instead, a great advantage for Bill Elliott. He splits through the middle between Mark Martin and Sterling Martin and gains a spot. Come to the stripe. Complete lap 398. 102 to go. It is Jeff Burton leading Ricky Rudd by a car length with now Rich Bickle challenging Jeff Gordon for third. Bickle has the inside groove off turn number two. They're racing side by side. Halfway down the back straightaway. Again, Bickle to the inside. Gordon to the outside. Dead even, but Bickle gets the advantage off turn four. Tell you what, Rich has given that car a good ride here this afternoon. He's had a pretty strong horse all day long. He and Gordon still at it door to door in turn two. Side by side, going at it here for the fourth position. Bickle gets the good run this time, gets by. Here comes Bobby Hamilton, wanting to make a similar move. He pulls to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Hamilton, remember, if you were with us at the very beginning of our broadcast, made three pit stops under a caution at lap number four with a miss in his engine, a plug wire that was off, fell all the way back to 43rd at the time. Now he's just picked up the fourth spot. Here they come up off the corner, riding single file. Bobby Hamilton dives to the inside of Bickle. He's going for third. He's got it planted on the inside of the track, entering turn three. Bobby Hamilton makes it stick at the bottom of the speedway. Bickle on the outside, door-to-door, dead heat at the start-finish line. They're still that way as they go to one. Bobby Hamilton hugs the inside lane of the racetrack and turns one and two to the high side. His challenger, Rich Bickle, Bickle trying to pull it off, trying to keep it up alongside. Hamilton is strong at the end of the back straightaway. He powers by to pick up third. Let's see. Leaders all last stopped at lap number 269. We're at lap 402 now. Unless I missed a set writing down some notes there, we're going to see some green flag pit stops in a little while if we don't get a caution flag. So that kind of hanging over the outcome of this race as well here as Jeff Burton holds the top spot. We've passed the 400 lap mark. Let's set the field for you now. A lot of excitement here in the late going. Some position changes. Let's run it down. Jeff Burton leads. Ricky Rudd is second. Bobby Hamilton has just taken third from Rich Bickle, putting Rich back to fourth and Jeff Gordon to fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott. Mark Martin is seventh. Terry Labonte eighth. Ken Schrader ninth and Ernie Irvin 10th. Sterling Marlin is 11th and Bobby Labonte is 12th, the last car on the lead lap. Todd Bodine is the first one to lap down in 13th. We haven't really called his name all day. He's having a solid run. Johnny Benson is 14th. Ward Burton 15th. Dale Earnhardt 16th. Ted Musgrave 17th. Steve Grissom in that car now. Mike Skinner 18th. Darrell Waltrip 19th and Kevin LePage 20th. Jimmy Spencer is 21st. Steve Park was on the lead lap until pitting just seconds ago. He is 22nd, Michael Waltrip 23rd, Jeremy Mayfield 24th, and Mike Bliss 25th. And while we talk about that, there's a change for the lead down in turns one and two. Down on the inside of the racetrack, they come screaming down the back straight away. Ricky Rudd finally makes his move, picking down on the inside and goes back out front. Been kind of an erratic run, as Alan said, for Jeff Burton's car. You watch it one time, it looks like he gets a good run through both corners, and then, or all four corners, I should say, and then all of a sudden up here in three and four, he'll come off in the front end. Looks like it's running all over the racetrack. He's back in turn two. Working now behind traffic. That car slips again, coming up off the corner, losing even more ground to Ricky Rudd. He looks back, and here's Bobby Hamilton now closing in on Jeff Burton. Boy, if Hamilton's able to rally and win this race, and he very likely could. Strong horse at the moment for Hamilton to ride now. The Kodak car right up on the back deck of Burton's machine for second with 93 laps to go. Burton again climbs the banking off turn number two, the inside lane wide open for Bobby Hamilton, and he cashes in, sweeping to the inside to grab the spot. Now Jeff's car really having some problems right now. He's just 
going to have his hands full to hang on to as close to the front as he can without everybody getting by because Bobby Hamilton has just swung underneath him to move up into the number two position. That is going to be some comeback for that team. I was going about to say earlier this afternoon, I don't think there's been a crew down on pit road that has worked any harder today than the Kodak boys to keep him up there and get him back in contention. It's working. Well, he's got a few lap cars between himself and Ricky Rudden up right now, but plenty of time to go. 408 in the books in the Napa 500 at Martinsville. Don't go away. Plenty of drama left in this one. For over 30 years, every NASCAR Winston Cup champion has used Moog chassis parts right out of the box. It's the same chassis parts your local wheel alignment specialist can install on your car. And Moog can make your car handle like a champion, too. Moog chassis parts, the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR at auto parts stores and repair shops everywhere. Let's take a look inside NASCAR. On the surface, you've got all the sponsors, all the noise. But underneath, 43 cars, 2.5 miles of track, the real race. And up front, 3,600 pounds of engineering perfection. But inside that sheet metal sits a lonely driver. And inside him, Gatorade. Lots of companies get into racing. Gatorade gets in the drivers. Gatorade Thirst Quencher, official sports drink of NASCAR. Ricky Rudd leads. Bobby Hamilton has moved to second. Jeff Burton has fallen back to third. Right now, Jeff Gordon runs fourth, and Bill Elliott is fifth. We have... Back at Martinsville Speedway, beginning to have some very interesting stories unfold on the pit lane. We talked about Jeff Burton kind of having an erratic line a little while ago while running in the lead. He lost the lead to Ricky Rudd. He lost second to Bobby Hamilton. Winston Kelly down in the Exide team's pit. Some uh, movement there as far as a possible relief driver. Yeah, they've been talking to some of the uh, different drivers who have fallen out of the race to see if they could get a relief driver. They talked about possibly Kenny Wallace and realized that he was reliefing Relief driving for Kenny Irwin. They have gone into the Rick Mass Holder to see if Rick is still available. So Jeff is struggling a bit in the car. You recall that he had some problems up in New Hampshire a few weeks ago after a hard lick up there. So uh, he is struggling in the race car, but does hope to finish the race. Talked to Bobby Hamilton's crew. They said they could probably go maybe another 20 or 25 laps before they pit it. Sterling Marlin has been slowing and slowing, and all of a sudden he is really out of the throttle here in the front straightaway. And it stops on the back straightaway, Barney. Sterling Marlin's car comes to rest halfway down the back straightaway right out in the racetrack. And waiting to see if he's going to make it to the end of the pit wall. He's still barely rolling along. Looks from the chugging motion on the tires that maybe he's leaning on the starter button trying to get it to move. He's not going to make it. Marlin comes to rest on the back stretch. Caution will wave in this race with 80 laps to go. Yellow flag with 80 laps to go. Sterling Marlin, who led this race as recently as lap number 390. His car finally gives up the ghost on the back straightaway at lap number 420. And the reason this caution is so important, so many of the front runners were going to have to pit under the green if we didn't get a caution. Teams like Mark Martins and Ricky Rudge last stopped at lap 269. They were coming up on the point where they were going to have to pit under the green if the yellow didn't wave, while a couple of others like Ernie Irvins and Ken Schraders, who pitted later than them we're going to be at a distinct advantage this is going to be a break for a lot of teams caution is on the speedway as sterling's car now being pushed in by jeff green who moves in behind it will push him onto pit road here come the leaders ricky rudd is in bobby hamilton is in rich bickle comes down pit road 
Jeff Burton comes into the pit and now to pit lane brought to you by McDonald's drive through Jim Phillips. And the Ricky Rudd team goes to work. Let's see if they can do the job this time. Right side tires are going on. The car's jacked up. First can of 76 fuel is going on. It probably won't put both in. Jeff Gordon's in right behind him. Rich Bickle's in right behind him. Ernie Irvin's directly in front of him. Rudd screws around on the left side. They change the left side tires. Rudd is down. He's away. The Winston killing. Jeff Burton and Mark Martin, Bill Elliott, Bobby Hamilton, and Ken Schrader in that order. Just a slight chassis adjustment on Hamilton's. No adjustments on Mark Martin's car. They try to get some ice in for Jeff Burton to help him with his situation. But he seemed more focused on getting back out. So he was down and away in a hurry. Marty Snyder. Big pit stop for Terry Labonte. 21.13 seconds. Four tires. He tapped the roof. Remember, they have no radio communication. That meant he was a little tight on that last run. They took one round of wedge out, but they probably lost a lot of positions just being on the backstretch. Good pit work for Ricky Rudd's team. They'll get him back onto the racetrack first. Jeff Gordon, his crew very quick also, will bring him out second off the pit lane. Rich Bickle made a good stop. He'll come out third, followed by Jeff Burton and Mark Martin, your top five out of the pits. Rest of the top ten, Bill Elliott, Bobby Hamilton, Ken Schrader, Terry Labonte, and Ernie Irvin will fill out the uh, top ten runners. So Hamilton losing a couple of positions on the exchange there, and Gordon gaining a couple on these stops with 79 laps to go. Well, it's been a very interesting afternoon here in Martinsville. Much of the race, a terrific duel between Ricky Rudd and Sterling Marlin for the lead, with Marlin falling victim to some electrical woes. We've had a rather heavy attrition rate as far as drivers spending time behind the wall. But only right now, four cars out of the race. Kenny Wallace, Dale Jarrett, Rick Mast, and Joe Nemechek. An exceedingly warm day here at Martinsville. A number of relief drivers being sought and being used. You've got Kenny Wallace relieving right now. Kenny Irwin in the Texaco Haviland Ford. Steve Grissom has relieved Ted Musgrave in the Jasper Ford. And Jeff Burton, we've heard discussions of uh, maybe maybe seeking some help. We know Hutch Strickland has been standing by in the Ricky Rudd pits now for quite some time. So warm weather here today. And as far as the championship picture is concerned, Dale Jarrett with a broken camshaft out of the race at lap 299. He's going to finish 42nd on the afternoon and be dealt a terrific blow to his hopes for the NASCAR Winston Cup title. Jeff Gordon runs second Mark Martin fifth right now as we get set to go back racing. And this mid-race update has been brought to you by Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Want to know what Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett have in common? It's Chase Authentics Casual Wear, the trackside apparel that the drivers wear. Get in the chase at trackside, department stores, and NASCAR specialty stores. Well, quickly, before they put them back under green, Jim Phillips, what did they do to Sterling Marlin's car? He's back out there. They put a new battery on it. Let's get a good front board with Bill Engel. Bill, you're up front. Can you hold them off? Yeah, just hang on a second. got to give him the restart. i got to clear him of the lap cars. All right, that's the word. He's going to get him on the restart there from Bill Eagle, who's uh, trying to get Ricky Rudd in victory lane. Sterling has fallen all the way back to 22nd position. Green flag comes onto the field right now. They come off turn number four. A little jam up there as they came out of the corner. Ricky gets going, leads them down to turn one. Ricky Rudd clears the line of lap cars down on the inside of the racetrack. Jeff Gordon lost in the shuffle. Bobby Labonte and Steve Park both get by him on the back straightaway. Gordon has lost a lot of ground to the race leader, Ricky Rudd. Some contact between Gordon and Steve and Steve. Park as Park inside of Gordon ran up the hill a little bit into the corner. We mentioned Bobby Labonte getting back on the lead lap before he was overtaken again by the leader before the caution, so he's the first one to lap down in 11th spot. Ricky Rudd brings him up off the corner. Third place now, Rich Bickle buried behind some of that lap traffic as well. He's got a lot of work to do. He's riding behind the car of Jeff Gordon. 
to the inside of him, the Ted Musgrave car, with, of course, Steve Grissom behind the wheel there. 73 laps to go, and everybody right now with new rubber and a tank of fuel ready to get down to business as they go back into turn number one. Jeff Gordon got shuffled out of the line, didn't lose all that much, Joe. He's still up there. Yeah, got a couple of cars to get by before he can deal with Ricky Rudd and a couple of cars who want to get themselves on the tail end of the lead lap in the floor of Bobby Labonte and Steve Park. Steve Park lost a number of laps a little while ago on pit road. We never had a chance to update you on the story. There's been so much stuff happening here. Marty Snyder, what happened? It was a battery problem for Steve Park, which is a tough break because they had a great run going today. Started way back in the field and got up to the top ten, but a battery problem lost several laps on pit road. That's what happened to Steve Park. Jeff Gordon now trying to dispense with Steve Park and Bobby Labonte. He'll get around Steve coming off turn number four. That's not for a position on the racetrack. It's just to get around the lap traffic and get himself in a position to run down the leader, Ricky Rudd, over in turn two. Eases up his mission a little bit. Now just one car between he and the race leader, Ricky Rudd. On the back straightaway, he's five car lengths behind that lap car of Bobby Labonte. Farther back, change for fourth spot. Mark Martin around Jeff Burton to pick up that position. Now Martin beginning to try and work on Rich Bickle, see if he can get the number three position away as they head down into turn one with 70 to go. Stay in single file this time coming into the turn. Meanwhile, Jeff Burton further back goes a little bit high in the banking. One of the lap cars comes up underneath him. Closer to the front, Jeff Gordon begins to close in on Ricky Rudd. Still, though, not clearing the lap car of Bobby Labonte. And the battle for third place. Going to get it a little bit hotter as Mark Martin's trying to take it away from Rich Bickle as they work their way down to the corner. Jeff Burton trying to get up there and become a factor also. They're over in turn two. A couple of Fords going at it here for the third position as they come down the back straightaway. Rich Bickle has the third spot. Mark Martin wants it. Here he goes, trying the outside lane in turn three. Can't make that stick, so he tries to cut back low off of turn four and pokes the nose of his car up inside. Bickle's fender now draws even with him as they charge down into one. Mark Martin gets the good run, diving hard into turn number one. Off turn two, he clears and gets by to grab the third position. Rich Bickle looks for a moment, maybe to try to come back to the outside. Instead, he'll get back in line. He looks back and sees another guy coming on strong in the form of Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton has chased those two down. He'll be a player in that equation before it is all over as they all try to chase Ricky Rudd, the leader. Ricky off turn number two, down the back straightaway, has about a half a straightaway, not quite a half a straightaway on Jeff Gordon. Then it's going to be a good eight or ten car lengths back to the third place machine of Mark Martin. He still has company right there in the form of Rich Bickle and Jeff Burton looking a little further back right now. Bill Elliott. Bobby Hamilton, Kenny Schrader also scrambling for position as they go down to turn one. That's from six on back. Bill Elliott has the sixth spot. Bobby Hamilton in seventh, knocking on the door hard, trying to get by. Hamilton literally pushing Elliott up off turn number two onto this back straightaway. Still nose to tail, the battle for sixth off turn four. Here is Jeff Burton with a nose underneath Rich Bickle off turn four, trying to get the fourth spot away. Burton not able to get even with him, falls back in line as they slide into one. Rich Bickle doing exactly what you're supposed to do on a short track, that is keep that inside lane closed off. He's doing a good job in doing that and causing Jeff Burton a fit in trying to get by. Nobody's gaining any ground, however, on Ricky Rudd as the laps wind down. 64 remain here at Martinsville this afternoon. He goes back to turn two. Here they come up off turn number two onto the back straightaway. Ricky hasn't caught the tail end of the field yet, so he hasn't had to deal with any lap traffic for a while. He's into turn number three. Further back, Mark Martin clears one of the lap cars as he dives down to the inside of Steve Park. Up off of turn number four comes Ricky Rudd to the start-finish line. Check the interval back to Jeff Gordon. It's 1.9 seconds. About a quarter of the straightaway here at Martinsville. It'd be a couple of hundred feet. Gordon hasn't made up any ground in chasing down Ricky Rudd, but 
behind Gordon is Mark Martin starting to close in on him. That'll be the race for the second spot. Ten cars still on the lead lap. Ricky Rudd's your leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Mark Martin sits third. Rich Bickle is fourth. Jeff Burton is fifth. It's Bill Elliott sixth. Bobby Hamilton is scrambled back to seventh. Ken Schrader is eighth. Terry Labonte is ninth. Ernie Irvin is tenth. And that's the way they run here at Martinsville as Ricky Rudd, the leader, now works his way through three and four. And very shortly, the way Ricky's getting around here, he's going to be in lap traffic one more time. And it won't be too many laps before he'll be in a bunch of it. He's back in turn one. Wall trouble off turn four. Bobby Hamilton gets a little punt from Ken Schrader. Around he goes. Other cars spinning off turn four onto the front straightaway. Hamilton slams the inside wall after a complete 360. Cars take evasive action down pit road. Now more cars crashing in the haze of smoke on the front stretch. As Kenny Irwin and Bobby Hamilton are sideways on the racetrack, Dick Trickle and Mike Bliss actually just uh, get together. And now Steve Park clipped by Kenny Irwin as Park comes through the accident scene and Irwin tries to get his car righted. They bounce off each other. Caution, 11th time in the race with 60 laps to go. A plume of smoke covering the exit of turn four. Yeah, you couldn't see anything up there, and a lot of guys just got a piece of that due to the fact they absolutely couldn't see. However, it was uh, pretty much over, and a couple of cars come flying in there, did not realizing, I guess, by the time the spotter was able to tell them what was going on, they couldn't get woed down. So we'll have at least four cars that will get a piece of that, and we are under caution for the, uh, the 11th time. Back in Martinsville, caution for the 11th time in the Napa 500. Bobby Hamilton got turned around off turn four. He has come down pit road now, although the pit road is not quite yet open. It will be this time when the pace car comes by. And it'll be interesting to see with then 57 to go if any of the front runners choose to uh, take the opportunity to visit the pits after just being in there a little while ago. Here they come to the opening of the pits. Ricky Rudd's going to stay on the track. Jeff Gordon will stay out. Mark Martin, Rich Bickle, and Jeff Burton will stay out. Here's Bill Elliott ducking onto pit road. He was sixth at the time of the yellow flag. Winston Kelly? Well, Elliott a little bit further back in the pack, but on the lead lap, that car with a great run last week in Dover from Matt Kenseth. Elliott's crew now winning around to the left side of the car, not making any chassis adjustments, just four fresh tires in hopes that that will help, help him pick up some positions. Bobby Labonte, who got back on the lead lap, comes in. He'll get four tires in fuel. Bobby Hamilton got two tires the first time. He's going to get two more this time. Then expect him to bring him back in one more time to check the toe in on the Chevrolet. Ernie Irvin, who had been back in eighth position, is also in front of Jim Phillips. And he gets four tires, Barney. Goes back on the track. going to help him try to get some positions here. We're down here in Ricky Rudd's pit. Again, let's talk to Bill Ingham. And we've got uh, 443 laps on the board, Bill. The car looked pretty strong during that second. Well, the car is strong. The driver's a little bit under the weather. But uh, the guy's tough enough. He'll hang in there. I believe he can get this thing won today. I didn't want to see that caution because he got a good lead stretched out there. But he's been good all day long. I don't know why we can't remain that way. We just looked at our records, and in 70 laps, we were still running 2010s. So I feel like we, we can handle it. Have you made any changes much of all today? Well, I've made one panard bar adjustment all day long. Other than that, besides trying to keep the driver cool, uh, that's, about, that's been our biggest problem all day long, is trying to take care of the driver. And we'll definitely have to go home and work on that. All right. That's uh, Bill Eagle, Ricky Rudd's pit. That under, wreck. Go ahead. Under the caution flag, Rudd continues to lead. We'll take a break. Come back for the restart from the Martinsville Speedway. This is MRN Radio. 
Live coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series from Martinsville, Virginia on Motor Racing Network. 54 laps to go in the Napa 500. I'm Alan Bestwick along with Barney Hall. Joe Moore's in the backstretch. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder are in the pit and garage areas on a very hot afternoon, seeing many drivers uh, fighting the effects of the weather here with 140 and 150 degree temperatures inside their car on this tight little short track where they're having to be up on the wheel at it all the way around for every lap of this uh, tough event. Going back racing in one more lap. Field just given the indication they are about to get the green, maybe settle it here if it stays green. 447 laps are on the board and 53 laps to go. Can Ricky Rudd kind of overcome the fact that he hasn't been feeling well all day long and hold off Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Rich Bickle, and maybe Jeff Burton along with Kenny Schrader and Terry Labonte? along also with a couple other cars that are still on the lead lap, and that would be Ernie Irvin and Bill Elliott. They take them up into turn number four. Pace car about to ease down behind the pit wall, coming off the corner, getting ready to go down the line. Ricky's been good on restarts all day. Jeff Gordon sits behind him. Let's see if he can stay with him. Rudd gets a good restart, takes off for turn number one all by himself. Rudd takes it up uh, into turn number one, now drops it down to the low side of the track. Here's Gordon climbing high, looking to the outside of Rudd. Can't pull even, though. He'll settle back in behind him. What Gordon did do, though, this time is get by that line of lap traffic. Mark Martin did as well. He squeezes by Johnny Benson. It's mentioned that Bobby Labonte beat Ricky Rudd back to that last caution flag. He's back on the lead lap. Bobby Hamilton looks like moved the rear end housing over on his car. He's on the lead lap still, but he's struggling a little bit now. On three cars have cleared the lap traffic as they come streaming down the back straightaway. Now fourth place, Rich Bickle. In fifth place, Jeff Burton climbed the banking in turn number three to clear the lap cars of Todd Bodine and Johnny Benson. Yeah, Bobby Hamilton hit that wall really hard when he spun around, and he's just the best he can do right now is just kind of nurse at home. He's not going to be a factor even to get up there in the top ten. Ricky Rudd is the leader off turn number two. Two car lengths back rides Jeff Gordon. A car link back of Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin sits there in third place, making a couple of car links back to the fourth place machine of Rich Bickle right now. Rich has got his hands full with Jeff Burton's car as they work their way back into the front straightaway and head down to turn one. Gordon doesn't appear to be able to do anything with Ricky Rudd. Rudd's driving off from him. He's stretched out by three car links already. Gordon's going to have to worry about Mark Martin. He's right up on the rear deck of Gordon Chevrolet. Martin running just a couple of feet off of Gordon's back bumper, and Martin with a couple of car lengths of breathing room on Rich Bickle, the fourth-place driver. 4.52 in the books, 48 to go. Let's check on Pit Road. Thought we uh, were going to get a story there from one of our pit reporters. We'll continue following the race for second on the backstretch. Mark Martin bobbled a bit that time. Coming up off turn number two. Thought he had a good run underneath Jeff Gordon. Had to gather the car back in. So Gordon pulls away from Martin by a car length. And the best race on the speedway could be back there at sixth place. That's where Kenny Schrader, Terry Labonte, and Ernie Urban have been getting with the program, along with Bill Elliott back in turn two. Schrader trying to move some traffic out of his way, and he does, getting Todd Bodine up out of the way. That opens the inside lane for him. So here they come, streaming to the inside of the track. Schrader, Ernie Urban, Terry Labonte, and Bill Elliott. Running in sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth positions. Haven't called Schrader's uh, name much all day, but he is still on the lead lap and in the thick of things here at Martinsville as we work into the late stages of this event. He's still trying to clear Todd Bodine. Still working to the inside of the racetrack while Todd Bodine having a good run this afternoon, but not on the lead lap. He's still racing alongside Ken Schrader. That again is holding up Ernie Irvin, Bobby Labonte, and Terry Labonte. 
Schrader's done a good job of holding off those three or four cars for the last seven or eight circuits around. In fact, he's done a good job all day, really, of just staying up there in the top ten. We now have 45 laps to go. We're looking to see where Sterling Marlin has finally settled back in after all the problems he had. He currently is running back in 20th position. So uh, after having one of the dominant cars all day long, whoops, trouble for Ernie Irvin up in turns three and four. He gets down to the bottom of the racetrack and bounces up across the curvy. Ian Kenny Schrader racing for that sixth position. Ernie got inside of Schrader, who pinched him down low. They got together. Ernie then bounced off the curbing inside of the corner. He spun around to the inside of the racetrack. We stay under the green. Another victim of that, Bobby Labonte, is limping along in the back straightaway with a flat left front tire. So after working for about the last hour to get back on the lead lap, about 10 laps after the restart, Bobby's going to fall behind the leaders again as he comes to pit road to fix that flat. Ernie Irvin has also lost a lap. The leaders have gone by him now. So Ernie falls out of the elite group, and that's going to shake us down now to just nine drivers in the lead lap as we work with 42 laps to go. Yeah, Bobby Labonte ought to get overtime today. The way he has worked here all afternoon just to get the car back on the lead lap and then get caught up in an accident up there, not of his making and uh, cost him a chance for a good top 10 finish. We are still under green, 42 laps on the board, about 41 to come up this time when Ricky Rudd crosses the line, the leader now, and he is pulling away from Jeff Gordon by about a car length each time around. Jeff not gaining any ground on him over in one and two. Gordon's got about five car lengths on, or rather Ricky Rudd has about five car lengths on Jeff Gordon. Gordon's got that much distance to make up, obviously. But behind him, Mark Martin rides along just about a car length, maybe two off the rear deck of Gordon. That's the race for second. For now, Rudd in some clear sailing, though in another 10 laps or so, he's going to catch the tail end of the field, and that lap traffic could have uh, an impact on the ability of Gordon to run him down. Let's check the elite lap cars here with 40 to go. Ricky Rudd leads Jeff Gordon with Mark Martin third, Rich Bickle fourth, and Jeff Burton fifth. Ken Schrader is 6th, Terry Labonte 7th, Bill Elliott 8th, and Bobby Hamilton is now ninth. the last car on the lead lap. Ernie Irvin is 1 down in 10th spot. 11th is Johnny Benson. Haven't talked about Johnny much all day. He started back in 24th spot, runs 11th now. Todd Bodine is 12th, Ward Burton 13th, and now Bobby Labonte 14th, the last car one lap down. Ted Musgrave is 15th, Mike Skinner 16th, Dale Earnhardt 17th, Kevin LePage 18th, Darrell Waltrip 19th, and Sterling Marlin is 20th. 21st goes to Jimmy Spencer at the moment with Michael Waltrip 22nd, Jeremy Mayfield 23rd, Mike Bliss 24th, and Steve Park 25th. Dave Marcus is 26th, Kyle Petty 27th, Kenny Irwin's car with Kenny Wallace aboard in 28th spot. 29th is Rusty Wallace. Derek Cope is 30th, Jeff Green 31st, Wally Dallenbach 32nd, Dick Trickle 33rd, Brett Bodine 34th, Jerry Nadeau 35th, Chad Little 36th, John Andretti 37th, Dennis Setzer 38th, Jeff Bodine 39th, Joe Nemechek, Rick Mass, Dale Jarrett, and Kenny Wallace are out of the race. And that is the field with 37 laps remaining in the Napa 500. And Ricky Rudd has caught some of those cars back toward the tail end of the field. Now he's going to have to thread his way through traffic. He's off turn two. Picks his way around one of the cars that could have been a challenger for the win today. Bobby Hamilton, who continues to lip around this racetrack. Rudd clears him. Now Jeff Gordon falls into the rear deck of Bobby Hamilton. So eight cars on the lead lap now as ninth place Hamilton goes behind. Here's Jeff Burton challenging Rich Bickle for the fourth position. Burton right up on Bickle's back bumper. No to tail in two. Burton gives him a little bump coming up off turn number two just to let him know he's there. Now he drops to the inside of the racetrack. Burton does. Tries to pull even with Rich Bickle racing for the fourth position. Rick pinches down to the bottom of the racetrack. Shuts 
Jeff Burton down for the moment as they come off the corner, and Jeff will just tuck in behind him. Meanwhile, up at the front of the field, Jeff Gordon's interval, still about five car lengths off turn two. Ricky Rudd doing real well, picking his way through traffic. He's got some clear sailing for a while, but there is more ahead as he works his way off turn four. Got Darrell Waltrip and Dave Marcus right now running side-by-side, just ahead of Ricky Rudd by about uh, seven or eight car lengths anyway. Then Mike Bliss, Brett Bodine in line in front of the race leader. Here they come off turn number two. Ricky Rudd starting to close in on some of that traffic, and again, Dave Marcus and Darrell Walter are racing side by side. Rudd beginning to close in on that battle, trying to choose which lane he'll use to get by. Ricky Rudd counting the laps down now. 32 to go as he crosses the stripe, works his way back into turn number one. The interval between himself and Jeff Gordon has remained anywhere from five to six car lengths. Jeff's got his hands full, maybe with Mark Martin off turn two. Contact between Dave Marcus and Ricky Rudd as Rudd was trying to clear Marcus. He came back up the racetrack. It knocked Ricky sideways momentarily. He gathered the car back and did not lose any ground. Race for second is flaring up off four. It is Mark Martin in third, catching Jeff Gordon in second. Right now stalking him, running right in the tire tracks. They both clear lapped cars in one. Mark Martin gets by the Dave Marcus car, now looks to the outside of Jeff Gordon. Gordon takes him all the way up to the wall. No chance for Mark Martin to make the move. He's going to try it again in three. Won't be able to do anything with him. He'll just have to follow him off turn number four and back into the straightaway. And Ricky Rudd looks up, and there are 30 laps to go for Ricky here. Ricky Rudd across the start-finish line, completing lap 477, 23 to go. He's got about a 10-car length lead on Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin not able to do anything with Jeff Gordon right now for the second spot. Biggest problem for the leaders, lap traffic, as they try and negotiate these final laps. Barney, a lot of cars kind of slipping and sliding and wiggling and limping as we get toward the finish of what has been a grueling afternoon of racing. Yeah, and Ricky's going to have to get right up there among them, as they say, because the, if, he, if he don't stand on it and keeps setting the same pace he has for the last 30 minutes here, Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin are going to run him down, so he's going to have to get up there, and there's about seven or eight cars, a couple of them directly in front of him, running door to door. He doesn't want to get in that if he doesn't have to, but I'm afraid he's going to have to find a way to get up in there. He's down in front of Joe Moore in turn two. Starting to close in on the tail end of the field once again. Here's Ricky working up off turn number two. Within another lap or two, he definitely will catch John Andretti, Derek Cope, and Kyle Petty. Those two cars are running side by side now as Ricky closes in on them. Dale Earnhardt slowing on the racetrack. A report from his pit says that he is a bit shy of brakes right now. So Earnhardt trying to limp it out for the final laps and see if he can get a finish. Ricky Rudd up off two with more traffic ahead. Ricky Rudd heads down this back straightaway. Falls in line behind Kyle Petty. Kyle working to the outside of John Andretti. And Rudd's going to have to find a way to get by these two cars. If Ricky can get around a couple of cars and get himself up there in that lap traffic, it might be a cushion for him to keep Jeff Gordon because they're going to have to work their way up there, they being Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin. They're all off turn two. Ricky Rudd successfully makes the move by Kyle Petty's Pontiac. Now falls in line behind the STP Pontiac. Looks to the inside of Andretti there. Clears that car as well. So now he's got two cars between himself and Gordon. Jeff Bodine has taken his car back to the garage. Can't gain anything for the rest of the afternoon, so he'll be done in 39th position. Let's drop back to the pretty good race for fourth spot. Still going on between Rich Bickle and Jeff Burton. Burton's had a run at him a couple of times, but hasn't been able to finish the move. Bickle again driving defensively here in the late stages of the race, holding that inside lane, so Burton can't make the move down there, and it doesn't appear that Jeff's got the kind of car that'll stick in the outside and try to pass there. Now those two have been running uh, just about the same for the last eight or ten laps around. Rich Bickle's had a good 
good run here this afternoon. Jeff Burton has come from way behind a couple of times to get himself up there. They tap a little bit this time off turn two. Again, this is a race for the fourth position. Rich Bickle having a great run this afternoon in the Thornapple Valley Ford, hanging on to the spot while Jeff Burton tries to get by him again in three and four. He is not successful in doing so and will have to fall in line single file. Back up front to Ricky Rudd now with 16 to go. More traffic ahead. Rudd falls in line behind Derek Cope as they stream down the back straightaway. Cope running a little better than the cars he's closing in on. Wally Dolan back just uh, ahead of him and Dennis Setzer in front of the race leader. Ricky Rudd trying to keep that streak alive of having won a race every year for what, 16 years? 15 years now. It'll be 16 if he's able to put it together here in 1998. Ricky Rudd flares up off turn number two up against the outside retaining wall. Now in the middle making it three wide underneath Dale Earnhardt and to the outside of Dennis Setzer. And all of a sudden that hole that Ricky went through closed up because a couple of cars are running too wide coming off the turn. Earnhardt being one of those. Dale about out of brakes out there. So Ricky gains a little bit, maybe a car length or so, over the second and third place cars off turn two. Second place car of Jeff Gordon now boxed in behind John Andretti. Looked like he was going to have a lane to move to the outside of Andretti instead. Andretti pulled right up in front of him as he exited turn number two, but now Gordon will clear him off turn four. Several cars just kind of struggling along on the top side of the racetrack. Just joining us, John Andretti was leading the race at lap 105 when heat off the brakes of his machine had caused a problem with the right front of the car. He had a flat tire. He spent many laps behind the wall after bouncing off the wall, making repairs. And Dreddy right now in 37th position, 77 laps behind the leader. Rusty Wallace, one of the favorites to win today, with something through the radiator or a fitting breaking off it back early in the going. He lost 18 laps on the afternoon. You've got Dale Jarrett, third place in the championship coming into the race. A broken cam put him out of the race at lap 299. He's going to finish 42nd in this race. Now with 12 laps to go, here's the situation. Ricky Rudd leads by one and three-tenths seconds over Jeff Gordon. Jeff doesn't have much breathing room at all on Mark Martin, the third-place car. In fact, he's been running right on his bumper for the last half hour or so here, but he hasn't been able to do anything with him. A little bit further back, in fact, way back right now, in fourth place is Rich Bickle, Jeff Burton, Terry Labonte, Bill Elliott, and Ken Schrader are the final cars on the lead lap. And that's the way they run here now with 10 laps to go. Ricky Rudd heads off two and onto the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd falls in line behind even more traffic, get by some run up on some more. This time, it's Michael Waltrip and Kevin LePage just in front of the race leader. Going to be a big pack of traffic up there. Ricky's kind of taking them one by one. He's not getting up there in any of that side-by-side racing, uh, Joe, to kind of make it three wide. All he wants to do is just have a little clear running room. Got to keep plenty of a cushion between himself and Jeff Gordon. Gordon now boxed in behind Bobby Hamilton. Here he goes to the outside of Hamilton to get by. At the same time, Ricky Rudd runs up on all kinds of traffic off turn four. Ricky Rudd doesn't even have a top five finish yet this season. Sixth at Dover, his best run thus far this year. He works now with eight laps to go in traffic in two. Has to climb the banking to the high side of Darrell Waltrip. Also goes to the outside to get by the Mike Bliss Caterpillar Chevrolet. Clearing those two cars, he'll now drop in line behind Michael Waltrip in turn three. And if Ricky can keep it all together and go to victory lane here this afternoon, it will be an especially good victory for him after having the kind of season they have had all year long to kind of struggle up and down. They haven't had too many bright spots. He's really going to be in some heavy traffic now off turn two. Got Todd Bodine and Kenny Schrader racing side by side. Stacked up behind them is Kevin LePage, Jeremy Mayfield, and Michael Waltrip. 
None of those cars want to get out of the way, and they have got Ricky Rudd boxed in. Schrader is eighth, the last car on the lead lap. All the other machines a lap or more down. They also run up on the Dale Earnhardt machine, running slowly without much brakes on the outside of two. Ricky Rudd squeezes to the inside, thinking that's going to be the best way to get out through all this mess. They squeeze him down to the inside. He tries to get by Michael Waltrip. Michael pinches him off. Now Gordon closes in to within three car lengths. That's about as close as Jeff Gordon has been in the last four or five circuits around. Now he's got to get around Kenny Schrader as Ricky Rudd goes underneath Michael Waltrip down in turn number two. Can't afford to make a mistake now with just five laps to go. They're off turn two. Absolutely the last thing Ricky Rudd wanted to see in the closing laps of this race after a long hot day is all this traffic. He's having to pick his way through. He's finally gone by Michael Waltrip. Still three more cars sit just directly ahead. Ricky Rudd next to come up on the back of the Kevin LePage machine. He's got about a second lead on Jeff Gordon. 1.1 seconds to be specific. Four laps to go. Ricky Rudd still real smooth working off turn number two. Gets by Michael Waltrip, settles in now just behind Kevin LePage with a safe, comfortable distance back to the second place car of Jeff Gordon. Ricky Rudd out of that traffic for the moment has a little uh, daylight, so to speak, between himself and the second place car. Michael Waltrip is the buffer between first and second place. Mark Martin still within striking distance on Jeff Gordon in third. They're back in turn two. Here comes Ricky Rudd falling up off turn number two, hitting this back straight away, still not making any moves to get by Kevin LePage or Jeremy Mayfield doesn't have to because Gordon is not closing in. Ricky Rudd has won here twice at Martinsville Speedway. Got his second career win back in September of 1983. Won again in April of 86. He's two laps away from the checkers in today's race. Hugging the inside lane of turn number two. Hitting this back straight away. Realizing it's almost over. Maybe he's headed back to victory lane. Falling in line right up on the bumper of Kevin LePage. There's seven cars in that pack of traffic directly ahead of Ricky Rudd as he comes down and sees the white flag. All he needs to do is keep the fenders on that thing and work his way around and get back to get the checkered flag. He's off turn two. Squeezed in underneath Kevin LePage, but coming down to the checkered flag. Here he comes on the back straightaway for the final time. Ricky Rudd will keep the streak alive for the last time he makes it through turns three and four. Traffic bottles up in front of him, but it's not enough for Jeff Gordon to catch him. And to the checkered flag, 16 straight years, a winner on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Ricky Rudd wins the Napa 500 at Martinsville. As cars crash off turn four behind him, it'll be Rudd in victory lane for the first time in 98. Kenny Schrader got a piece of that coming off the corner up there and spins the car around, almost gets in front of another one as caution and the checkered flag come out at the same time. And we had another car, I believe it was Jerry Nadeau, spinning over in turn number two about the same time. So everything happening on that final lap here. But it will be Ricky Rudd who will go to victory lane. Rudd beats Jeff Gordon unofficially by half a second to the checkered flag with Mark Martin finishing third, Rich Bickle finishing fourth, fifth position will be taken by Terry Labonte. A great run with not having any radio communication with his team all day. Victory Lane on the top five finishers along with the full finishing results shortly. Ricky Rudd has won the Napa 500 at Martinsville. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, to say the least, Bill English, it's been an up and down week for you and you wind up in Victory Lane. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's kind of funny. I just made a statement. It's nice to work for hungry people. When you're hungry and you, you don't have it, you want it, you seem to put out a little more the driver had to dig down there today to bring but to bring up what he had years ago as far as being that little fighter. He fought all day long, so he proved he still can do it. So uh, I expect the rest of this season to be a lot better than the first half was. That's Bill Engel as they head to victory lane. We'll hear from Ricky Rudd and the other top finishers shortly. The Napa 500 is over at Martinsville. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford F-Series. The best-selling trucks are built... Ford Tough. At the Martinsville Speedway, the Napa 
500 is over, and Ricky Rudd has scored the victory. His first, the 1998 NASCAR Winston Cup season, and the 20th of his career, extending the consecutive win streak to now 16 straight seasons. A remarkable achievement for Ricky Rudd. Jeff Gordon will finish second, Mark Martin third, Rich Bickle fourth, and Terry Labonte fifth. It'll be Bill Elliott sixth, Jeff Burton seventh. He will be the last driver on the same lap with the uh, leader at the checkered flag. We'll go to victory lane shortly. First, uh, we'll go down to the 76 gas pumps. The drivers, um, I'm not sure we're, we're going to be able to interview them at the moment. Uh, Winston Kelly, everybody kind of scrambling toward uh, cooler air. Well, Jeff Gordon has sat in his car and got cooled off a little bit, one of the hottest races that we've had all year long. Jeff, we're used to seeing you and Mark Martin finish nose to tail, but normally it's first and second. Tell us about your run today. Well, first I want to congratulate Ricky Rudd. Uh, he did it, man. He did what he set out to do. I tell you what, he did. what a heck of an effort. Great desire from him and that entire team. Uh, they, they deserve a lot of credit. Uh, we were about fourth or fifth place car today, you know, and just kept working on working on it. I got real worried. Uh, when we were going green for a long time there with about 100 laps to go, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it and wasn't sure my right rear tire was going to make it. And uh, luckily that uh, pit stop came out, or that uh, yellow came out. We are able to cool me down, get some liquids in me, and get four fresh tires on here. Guys made some great adjustments on the DuPont Automotive Fisher Chevrolet, and uh, we are able to come home second. What a great battle with me and Mark. I didn't think I could hold him off. Uh, he puts a lot of pressure on a guy. Uh, that, that really uh, felt good. What kind of changes did you make to the car? Well, I was tight. I was loose, tight. I was loose. I, I got tight early on. We tried to free it up, then I started getting loose, getting in. And, uh, you know, there at the end, I was just, just a little bit loose. An incredible streak. 14 consecutive top five finishes for Jeff Gordon. He's second today. Let's go down to victory lane. Well, I'll tell you, we got uh, Ricky Rudd is laying, uh, is lying down right now. Uh, Barney's getting some oxygen. It's been a long, long day for Ricky Rudd. He's got a big smile on his face, and we'll get a word with him in just a moment. And I believe Mark Martin has just stepped inside the infield care center to uh, get a little bit of fluid there. So we are going to have to wait a minute on uh, getting a word from Mark Martin. So uh, we'll uh, run through a couple of the post-race awards here. Members of the media covering the Napa 500 devoted the Goodies Headache Award to John Andretti. $2,500 to him, Andretti leading at lap number 105 when he lost the right front tire on his car due to brake heat, and he will finish back in the field in 37th spot, so John Andretti gets the Goodies Headache Award today. Let's go back to Winston Kelly. Let's see if we can ease in here and get a quick comment from Rich Bickle. Rich, who had his best run of the 1998 season. Rich, I tell you what, it's a long, hot day. You worked hard for it. Tell us about your run. Well, um, I don't know what to say. It's pretty emotional for me. Uh, this is like winning. The guys at Thornhill Foyle Ford did a hell of a job getting his car here. We ran out of brakes at the end, but held the 99 car off. When you can run with these guys, we told them last week when we run good at the end of Dover that I can run with these guys if you give me something to drive. And the guys at the shop did a hell of a job bringing me something here that was pretty damn good. I never did like this race car they had there, but, you know, I guess even people that are stubborn as hell as I am can say that this was the best race car I drove. So, um... We got a little momentum on our side. Uh, if we can go to Charlotte and come out of there with another top 20, make this team look good. And like I said, thanks Thornapple Valley, Turban Solutions, Miracam, uh, the Arena Football Deal, everybody that's been with me, you know, and especially thanks to the guys and everybody back home, my dad and everybody at Edgerton, Ted, everybody. I expect there'll be some emotions in victory lane, but none more than fourth place finisher 
Rich Bickle, his best previous run was 18th this year at Bristol. He's fourth today. And we'll just uh, tell Jim Phillips uh, as soon as he's able to. Jim, just just cut on in and All right, and let's we do got it. to Ricky Rudd here. Ricky's getting some oxygen. Ricky, <laughs> I've done a lot of victory lanes, but never one lying down, but congratulations. Well, I'll take it any way I get it. I tell you, it's been, uh, Jim, it's been a long time coming. Had a heck of a race car all day, but tried a different helmet today, a different cool suit helmet, and uh, the thing froze up on lap two, and it just cooked me all day. My seat got hot and blistered my back, blistered my bottom end, but was going to turn the car over a couple of times, and I said, man, this thing's so good. I just got a shot at winning. I can't give this car to somebody else today. Did you did you think about getting out? Oh, yeah, several times. As a matter of fact, in the first, at lap 100, I almost got out. It was that bad that early, and uh, had Hutch Strickland standing by. I'd like to thank Hutt for doing that, standing by all day, because uh, needed him, but, uh, man, I had such a great car. I didn't want to give it up. Not even past the top five, and you win a race. That was a great comeback for this team. Well, you know, this thing unloaded off the truck. As soon as we unloaded in lap one at practice, I said, we've got something. We're pretty fast on the speed charts. And then qualifying second. But lately, we would qualify good, and we'd fall backwards in the start of the race. And we made sure we made lots of long runs in practice and uh, ran on old tires and had a lot of crew members come up and, and congratulate us on the way the car looked all week long in practice. And oh, that to Bill England, all the guys that work on this Tide Whirlpool Ford. Uh, they worked every time we go to the racetrack. It's been an experiment. We don't know what we have because uh, – the seven test dates, uh, we've been behind, so we're experimenting at the racetrack. So we could go next week and fall on our face, but we're sure trying. How about the last few laps? Well, Jeff, you know, he's a little youngster. He's coming. He's probably burnt slap up and still don't bother him any. But, uh, uh, you know, he was coming. He had a fast race car. I could see him in my mirror. And, you know, they're famous for that last uh, race charge. And, you know, we, we went a long time on tires one time, and Burton really jumped out there. We fell off on our tires. And once we got on even tires with him, we were pretty good. But there's a couple, two or three guys that ran me really hard at the end. Sterling was really the car to beat, and uh, he started fading away, and so, something happened to him. It looked like he might have had a brake problem. Ricky Rudd, he wins it here at Martinsville in the Napa 500. Let's go down to Marty Snyder. Mark Martin is out of the infield care center and walking along under his own power, and Mark, heck of a race there, buddy. You said you were going to pace yourself early on. Is that the only reason you got through today? Well, at least we were running at the end, and we were competitive. All the credit goes to that Valvoline team and that car. It was a hard day. We gave them a, all we had there at the end. I'm tickled to death to run third at Martinsville. We'll go to Charlotte and race them hard. Competitive, and you almost passed Gordon for second. Did that lap traffic hurt or help you? I just couldn't get him. I saw him drive hard today. You don't see that very often. He was driving a fool out of that thing today. Mark Martin, a strong third-place finish, towels on his head, trying to cool him down. Out of the infield care center, he's feeling fine, walking towards his hauler. Cannot imagine what it's like inside one of these NASCAR Woodstock Cup race cars on a hot, hot afternoon, 93 degrees. It was here today at Martinsville, and to run 500 laps at this racetrack that's grueling anyway in the 140 and 150-degree temperatures inside the car at a track where not much oxygen is going to get into the machine, just can't imagine what uh, kind of concentration and physical abilities that it takes that a day like this should prove to anyone who may doubt it what kind of athletes these drivers are. Better be in pretty good shape when you tackle an afternoon here at Martinsville under conditions we had today. We'll have more when we come back. Back at Martinsville Speedway, in the aftermath of the Napa 500, fans beginning to file out. Ricky Rudd in victory lane. Let us check with the fifth-place finisher. Jeff Burton got the fifth in the last uh, last lap shuffle around. I believe Winston Kelly's with him. Yes, we are. He had one of the dominant cars there about the midway, a little past the midway point of the race, and then what happened to it? Well, we fooled him a little bit. We, uh, we put on tires, and nobody else did, so uh, that's how we got up here and led our laps. We weren't as good as we looked. Uh, 
but I'm proud of my guys. They got the car the best it ever was at the end of the race, and that's all I ask every day. We just started too far off, uh, and that's my fault. I'm the one that make those, makes, you know, tells them what it's doing on uh, Saturday afternoon. I thought it was good enough, and it just wasn't. Well, you told us about midway through the season it hadn't quite been up to your expectations, but six top fives in the last seven races look like you've more than turned the corner. Well, certainly nothing wrong with that with the exercise forward. We want to win these races, and uh, to win them, we've got to keep putting ourselves in a position. Uh, today was a good day for us. We, uh, we gained a lot of ground on some guys that uh, caught back on us last week, and we also gained some ground on the people in front of us. So uh, it's a good day for the exercise forward. Proud of my guys. Had good pit stops all day. and. Uh, I like to say that I'm out of shape, and that's why I feel like this, but I saw Mark Martin here, and he looked worse than me, so that made me feel a lot better. Well, and Mark, in, in some of the best shape of any of the drivers, he's hot, he's tired, but he's proud of the fifth-place run. Everybody worn out here today. Yeah, tough day here at uh, Martinsville, and uh, Ricky Rudd in victory lane, even. Uh, Jim Phillips was talking about the victory lane interview. Ricky was laying down on the ground with an oxygen mask to him, but uh, I'll tell you what, it is a grind when you go to race here at this uh, tough old short track. All right, before we give you the finishing order, time for the MRN Radio Pit Reporters to select the winner of the first Union Pit Strategy Award, $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary. On behalf of the winner, Jim Phillips, what do you think? Well, there wasn't as much two-tire changing as we see here a lot of times at Martinsville, so there wasn't a lot of strategy to go around, but the team that unloaded and stayed the fastest, stayed the best, and really did it in the pits, Ricky Rudd's team gets my vote. Winston Kelly? Well, I'm going to go in the direction of Sterling Marlins' team. They don't get the notoriety of many of the teams, but when they had the pressure on them, They performed on those pit stops, even though they had some problems with the alternator later in the race. They still worked awful hard, turning some great pit stops. So my nod goes to Tony Glover, Corey Stott, and the boys on Sterling Marlins crew. Marty Snyder. I'm going to make it tough on everybody. I'm going to go with Andy Graves and Terry Labonte and his team. No radio communication at all today. Just hand signals, the old-fashioned way that made it work. Two tire changes, four tire changes. Terry wound up finishing sixth. Great job for those guys. And our executive producer, David Hyatt, agrees with Marty Snyder. So the tiebreaker there to the Terry Labonte team. And they will see the $500 donated to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary on their behalf as the first Union Pitch Strategy Award winner today. For help with your personal financial strategy visit your local first union office or call 800-413-7898 as far as the ray bestest break of the race award barney and me will pick that out right now five hundred dollars to the motor racing outreach children's ministries in the name of the driver with the best break today what do you think well I'm, I'm going to have to cast a vote for Ricky Rudd. It was a break that Ricky was able to stay in that car and not have to put a relief driver in there. That might have thrown him behind had he had to do that and cost him the race. So I kind of like Ricky hanging in there all day and, and being able to, to do it physically and get the job done. Maybe the Tough Man Award, which uh, we would pass out here today. Uh, Ricky Rudd's team, with a, I'll tell you, just the win is a big break for them. They have struggled this season, no question about that. The best break for them is to get this win here as we uh, come down the stretch of the 98 season. So we'll send them to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries in the name of Ricky Rudd as the Ray Bestis Break of the Race award winner today. $500 from Ray Bestis, the official brakes of NASCAR. Time now for us to check out the final finishing order from today's Napa 500. Ricky Rudd will finish first. Jeff Gordon runs second. Mark Martin was third. Fourth goes to Rich Bickle. Fifth to Jeff Burton. Sixth to Terry Labonte. Seventh to Bill Elliott. Ernie Irvin finished eighth. Johnny Benson was ninth. Bobby Labonte is tenth. Eleventh will go to Ward Burton. Twelfth to Todd Bodine. Kenny Schrader had a great day and had some problems, but still comes home thirteenth. Fourteenth goes to Bobby Hamilton. Fifteenth to Ted Musgrave. Sixteenth to Mike Skinner. Seventeenth to Kevin LePage. Eighteenth to Sterling Marlin. 
19th to Jimmy Spencer, 20th to Michael Waltrip, 21st to Daryl Waltrip, 22nd to Dale Earnhardt. Jeremy Mayfield finished 23rd. Steve Park was 24th. Mike Bliss make up the top 25. Dave Marcus finished 26th. Kenny Irwin, 27th, 28th to Rusty Wallace, 29th to Kyle Petty, and 30th to Derek Cope. Finishing in 31st on the afternoon was Jeff Green. Wally Dallenbach was 32nd. Dick Trickle, 33rd. Brett Bodine, 34th. Jerry Nadeau, 35th. Chad Little, 36th. John Andretti, 37th. Dennis Setzer, 38th. Jeff Bodine, 39th. And Joe Nemechek, 40th. Rick Mast was 41st. Dale Jarrett, 42nd. And Kenny Wallace, 43rd today. 11 lead changes among five drivers. Sterling Marlin led the most laps, 232 of the 500 circuits. 11 cautions for 82 of the 500 laps. And the time of the race, 3 hours, 35 minutes, and 48 seconds. That is not a record for 500 laps here at uh, Martinsville. Championship standings with Jeff Gordon beating Mark Martin by one position. He'll gain five. The lead will go from 194 to 199 now after this race. Six six races, rather, to go in the season. And Dale Jarrett will fall 470 points behind in third position. The NASCAR Winston Cup cars move to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Bud Pole qualifying beginning on Wednesday. And then, of course, the race next Sunday, the NASCAR Bush Series, also at Charlotte this coming week. Motor Racing Network has next weekend off. We'll be at Talladega, Alabama for the Winston 500 in a couple of weeks. Next and final round of the Winston Noble 5 for this year. Five drivers can win a million-dollar bonus by taking that tough race. Tell you what, you always look forward to going to Talladega out there. The kind of drafts we have, 18 and 20-car drafts. Whoever's leading can come back and be running 18th. That's just kind of a competition we see at Talladega. Always a great place to go and watch one. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Our broadcast on October the 11th, two weeks from today, at 12.45 Eastern Time of the Winston 500. We begin the weekend there on Friday with Bud Pole qualifying at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Get set to wrap it up here in Martinsville with a reminder to join us throughout the week for our Motor Racing Network coverage. We will have for you NASCAR Today and the latest racing news upcoming throughout the week, a weekday afternoons. We'll have NASCAR Live for you Tuesday night at 7 Eastern Time, Ned Jarrett's World of Racing, weekday mornings, and NASCAR Garage uh, upcoming with a look at the technical side of the sport throughout the week. Thanks, Sherry Smith, for the scoring and statistical help. The voices you heard cover the action for us today. Joe Moore on the back straightaway, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder in the pit and garage areas. And now for Barney Hall, this is Alan Bestwick saying so long from Martinsville, where Ricky Rudd has won the Napa 500. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.